readings of adult content, um, this podcast has a warning on it, so use your discretion and don't let any young kids listen to it. Bye. For April 14th, 2007, this is episode 8.5 of Potter Fix Weekly. Potter Fix Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Oh, oh. Hey, Ron. The next time you're in the Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 8.5, and we are doing an all-girls podcast. How cool is that? And I am Jen. And I'm Lady Chief. And I'm Danielle. And we are excited to have an all-girls podcast. Ryan, Danielle, what is Ryan doing right now? um, Doing homework, I think. Uh, That's what he says he's doing, so, you know, who knows. Well, he's probably we reading fan fiction because I, I know him too well. He's either write, watching fan films or reading fan fiction and not doing homework, but, you know. <laughs> well, it gets the best of us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he has that veneer of responsibility, you know, fools yeah. us all. <laughs> well, I want to thank Danielle for being here on such short notice. Ryan, I believe it was, uh, what is today, Wednesday? I believe on Monday or Tuesday, he said, Jen, why don't we do a podcast on Wednesday? See who you can round up. (laughs) And I was like, well, okay. Oh, my gosh. Ryan, what about Danielle? Do you think she'd want to do it? He goes, I'll ask her. And and she could. And yay. So we have Danielle. Yay. (laughs) And I want to say how thrilled I am that we have Lady Chi today because we found out this week that Lady Chi got diagnosed with mononucleosis, which I can't pronounce, mononucleosis. And poor thing, she is so drugged up. And she is still excited and exuberant and wanting to be a part of this. And so I just want to give everybody, everybody go, oh, thank you, Chi. (laughs) For being so sick and still wanting to do this podcast with us, it says dedication of our <laughs> And if she starts rambling co- incoherently, we all know why. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. The Cody made me do it. That's going to be my, yeah. my catchphrase for the whole week. Oh, that'd be not good one. giving me crap in the forums. I'm going to be like, Hydra Cody made me do it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have okay. that. I just have the Jen's a dirty mind, which is sad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I accused back of having cooties earlier today, so <laughs> whatever you say, probably a great deal more mature than me. <laughs> he is still blaming me for the butt sex thing, and Rena is the one who brought it up. I just want to announce that on the podcast that Rena is the one who brought up the butt sex. Not me. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Who doesn't like a good conversation about butt sex? I mean, <laughs> oh, <is> that? <laughs> that I just wanted to world. clear that up. <laughs> I did. I wanted to clear that up for everyone so that I oh, quit yeah. getting the finger pointed at me. 
Well, someone has to, you know, someone has to rid Mac of all his innocence. I mean, come on. We have to get him into the real world. <laughs> We're done, Mac. The real world of, of male pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> He's still on top of his, you know, Sound of Music heel with his arms out yeah. there singing. So... Yeah, he's got his fingers stuffed in his ears. He's like, I'm not listening. <laughs> we all love Mac, though. And those of you who don't know, Mac is from the forums, which we are all starting to become the closest family unit ever. I love everybody on the forums. And if you get on the forums, there's most of the time someone is on. Most of the time mm-hmm. it's me. But most of the time <laughs> it's somebody. So just join us in the forums. And we'll be glad to have you, and we'll be glad to talk to you and discuss. Okay, let's move on. She is going to start us out with Chapter 28. Right, get me while I'm getting coherent, right? <laughs> Before you get really exactly. tired. Okay, um, well, the first um, chapter we're going to talk about is Chapter 28, Homecomings. <clears throat> and um, this is one of my favorite chapters. I think it's just it's so well written that I I can just really get absorbed in it and I don't have I don't get caught up in the little like um mistakes and things that make me go crazy with normal fic. So this is nice. <laughs> and um the letter from Ron to Hermione, don't you all just think that it's the sweetest thing ever? Like you know, sometimes, like, I've had boyfriends, like, send me text messages in the morning, like, before I wake up. And it's kind of the same, like, thought process, though. Like, this is the first thing that she sees in the morning before she goes home, and I just thought that was so sweet. It's a great letter. It's mm-hmm. such a good letter. Ron writes good letters. I love how the end, though, his P.S., I think, is, is just the best. He's like, I secretly enjoy Hogwarts and history. I mean, he knows right how to get to Hermione's heart. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I don't know, though. My favorite line out of this whole letter is the damn, I love you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're curses, I'm just like, oh, melt. He's the only guy yeah. I know who can curse that sexy. <laughs> you know you know how Mac would totally have Jenny in a heartbeat? I would yes. totally have Ron in a heartbeat. Like, Hermione, oh, man. get Hermione. Ron is all mine. Hermione <laughs> and Ron is all mine. <laughs> I told James that if Ron was real, he's the only person I would ever leave my husband for. <laughs> <laughs> this would be very terrible. Terrible, honey. But <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And I like how he mentions that he bought her a sweater, a jumper, excuse me. And it might be a little bit small. Darn, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what are you guys Pity. I love it. And foreshadowing, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also I also love, too, how, um, God, he's mentioned Fleur Delacour, and he's like, I saw her from afar. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hermione's such the jealous type. Right. <laughs> and then he goes on, and he's like, yeah, because I know you and Crum are still friends. Right. And don't trust saying we only write letters because I know what kind of letters you write. <laughs> I, love it. I love that, like, glimpse back into canon. It's just perfect. Yes, yes. Um, and I, you know, I like that he mentions that he has put Christmas decorations up in the Granger's room. You know? I know, I almost cried again. I was like, Ron oh, is such a sweetheart. And I'm so glad he turned out to be a sweetheart, <laughs> you know? Like, 
Hermione, she had a real gym in After the End Rob. I really think, you know. Man, she's a lucky gal. I know. I mean, he goes to probably see her parents. What, like, I mean, he must go all the time. I think that's the sweetest thing. <sighs> and so then after the letter, um, Hermione is packing up her stuff. And you'll note how she didn't bring any books with her. She's taking a whole bunch of books back. <laughs> like, it just reminds me. When I moved to college, I took... As a, as a matter of self-control, I only took 20 paperbacks with me. And now the <laughs> closet in my shelf, you can't open my closet anymore because books are falling off of my shelf. Hermione <laughs> <laughs> just reminds me of me in that moment, you know. Well, I think, didn't she mention somewhere that she came with so little and yet Ron kept sending her stuff yeah. over the past yeah. four months? So I keep thinking, you know, he kept sending her books, I'm sure, and and how is she getting home now with all that stuff? I don't know. I, don't I just know. I'm one of those authors that never like takes those problems very seriously. I'm always the one going. They live in a magical world. Use your imagination. Let's figure it out. <laughs> they just took care of it. I don't know. Oh, not me. I want to know where they pee and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur to me that we didn't really know where they took showers or anything until, like, I started reading fan fiction. It was, like, this big deal. I was like, I just, I never thought about that, you know? Uh, oh, I do all the time. I'm always like, man, don't they pee? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I think of characters as real people, so I am the one with the problem here. It's not you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll let you get by with that one. <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> you can have the mental problem and I'll have mono. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll be balanced out. Okay. Um, so I guess is that um, all we want to talk about in this first part of the scene? Is there something you want to cover, Jen? With uh, you and Hermione? Danielle, do you have anything? Um, I think the one thing that kind of sticks out for me, too, is I just really love Hermione's kind of, she's nervous, she's excited. I love that she has that nervousness because it's been so long since she saw Ron that, in a way, it's like almost another first meeting for them because they've been apart for four months. That's the longest they've ever been apart. And it says, like, she was just so worried about, you know, seeing him. She's like, what would those first five minutes be like or the first hour? She's, like, excited. And I don't know. I, that's how I would be, too. I'd be feeling the exact same way. I, yeah. yeah. And I would be going over the scene in my head. Like, what, what I would say and what they would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be one of those things where I would be laying awake at night, just, like, the million and one ways this could possibly go, you know? And yeah, I would not sleep. I wouldn't sleep at all. <laughs> I think, also, does, is, hasn't she made a decision already of what's going to happen tonight? Yes. And so I, I think maybe that, that would keep me awake, too, because I remember my first time was not necessarily foreshadowed and planned like hers is. Like, she's planned this. Yeah, I like, would go crazy. I would go crazy. No wonder she can't sleep. Although, yeah. actually, no, I don't think I don't think she's planned that for, the, for, for her first night home because it doesn't end up happening that way. I yeah. Well, she well, she's, planned she's, it, I think, I think she's planned that the, direct, the relationship's definitely going to go in that direction. Yeah. Like, they're going to take yeah. that next step. She doesn't necessarily know when, but she's made the decision that it's going to happen. Absolutely. So, okay. and that's, well, that's, that's what I like that. about, like, 
when she comes back from Cortona, she just seems she's like she just seems so much more mature that it makes so much sense for her to go in that direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Hermione relaxed. Like everything yeah. just went like and this is very good for Hermione. She kind of just everything just kind of toned down for her. And uh so she's a lot easier to handle <laughs> in the next few chapters <laughs> than she normally is, you know. So mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily a Hermione hater, but she can annoy me from time to time. So I like situations where even in this fic? relax Hermione a little bit. Huh? Even in this fic? Oh, no, not necessarily in this fic. In canon, a lot of times. Yeah, she annoys yeah. me sometimes I, yeah. I was um I was rereading um, Philosopher's Stone a couple weeks ago, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, she's annoying. Like, who would want to be friends with her? <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, yeah, she's... I think the meditation is a good thing for her. <laughs> I am. Uh, I was just saying that I was rereading the books. I am rereading the books. And the older she gets, the more relaxed she gets, too. You know? She still maintains her mind, but she definitely kind of chills out a little bit. And thank God. Because if we had Philosopher's Stone, have her writing in all seven books, I think I would just go crazy. You know? <laughs> I think, like, I think well, Ron and you know Ron and Harry rub off on her in a good way, and she totally is able to relax. Oh. Well, Ron doesn't need to be any more relaxed, but I mean, <laughs> when you're around person when you're around a person like that, they do rub off on you. The worst always rubs off first, you know. But I'll but I'll say I was very much like Hermione when Her- Hermione was in Philosopher's Stone. You know, Hermione, age eleven, that was me. <laughs> Seriously. Was this annoying little person who just thought she knew everything, and I got my best friend ended up being this completely hippieish, lovely lady, lovely person. I love her more than anything, but you know she would wear a swimsuit to school if it was comfortable. You know that kind of yeah. Well, no, I mean like a one piece, like not like a that. Like <laughs> a <swim manager. laughs> you know, like a yeah. nightgown, like you know, she's just very comfortable with herself, and and it really. You know, you you get around that and you realize I'm annoying. <laughs> He's trying to stop me, but yeah, Hermione has grown up. I totally agree. My twin sister is very much a Hermione character. When she was eleven, oh my god, Amanda was Hermione, and I was very much I was very much Ron. I would go to school in my Winnie the Pooh pajama pants. And I was known to go to school in slippers, and, you know, I was very much, like, the opposite. And it wasn't that I wasn't smart or that I didn't care. It was just that everything was a lot – nothing was a big deal to me. At, well, certain things were, but school certainly wasn't, you know, at 11 or 12 or even all the way up into 16 or 17. So, you know, I think Ron is – part of the way reason Ron is so much the way that he is is because he's around Hermione so much. They kind of polarize for a while before they – get back to kind of the middle of that that range. Well, Danielle, you say that you're like Hermione. Were you like Hermione at age 11? Um, I really wasn't. I was never, when I say I'm like Hermione, I mean, if you look at her study habits and the way she will just, she'll throw herself completely into a task. That's what I do too. But when I was 11, like, honestly, I was quiet. I didn't really say much. I wasn't the know-it-all type person. And, I was never comfortable with people who were like that, so I was more shy than she was. So, <laughs> right. So I'd probably say like I don't know, maybe maybe more like after the end, Hermione, where she's learned to you know tone it down. So <laughs> more like that, yeah. I think. 
I just think she, it's, it also, she just grows, she grows up as a woman. Like she left as a little girl and she came back yeah. as like this sensual creature, which, yeah. <laughs> gosh, I wish it happened to the best of us. I don't remember <laughs> going through a summer and I came back a sensual creature. I know. I'm, but, I'm thinking to myself, like, I need to go spend some time on an island and I'll look like Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, this is pretty, I do want to make a quick fandom commentary here, though. I mean, this is pretty typical of your Harry Potter fan fiction, especially your post-Hogwarts Harry Potter fan fiction. You know, Harry goes away for a while to a special training pack camp, and he comes back buff and muscular and sexy, and all the girls want to, you know, jump his bones, or, you know... Ron goes off and trains to be a war mage, and he comes back, and suddenly Hermione's, like, all over him and can't get enough, and this is what this hit, it just happens to be Hermione, who goes and gets tanned and, beautiful. you know, beautiful and gorgeous, and her hair calms down. I'm going, oh, my God, wherever she is going, send me there, because yeah. I could lose 20 pounds and get a tan, and I would be so happy. You know what I mean? I think it was the hair thing that got me. I'm like, wow, the soft, breezy air makes her hair calm. That's great. <laughs> when I go to the ocean, my hair gets, like, coarse and green. <laughs> I don't know. What ocean is she standing next to? Because every ocean I've ever been to makes my hair explode into a, like, a mass of, like, and my hair is pretty frizzy. I mean, it's just not, you know? Oh, God. Crazy writers. women. <laughs> You know, you can tell Ryan would just be over here going, I've never noticed the way my hair is at the ocean. <laughs> like, he would have to have hair. But Well, I'm yeah. I'm reading it right here, and it, and it says that her hair glints with natural highlights no potion could produce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hair, you just, like, mangy brown. <laughs> okay, you know, it'll be all so funny for me because this is like wish fulfillment because at 15 or 16 I remember having this thought I remember thinking that like 19 or 20 something amazing was going to happen to me and I was going to transform into this you know gorgeous creature and I was going to be this awkward person that I was in high school and guys were going to come after me and all this stuff and I feel to this day it hasn't happened (laughs) like I mean, I'm not as awkward as it was in high school, but it was a gradual process. It wasn't, like, over the summer. Like, it was when I was playing with Barbies. Like, I played with Barbies until a really exceptionally late age. Like, 13 or 14, I was still playing with Barbies. So did I, Jen. I was really, okay, good. I'm not the only one then. And I remember thinking, when I'm 16, I'm going to turn into Barbie. (laughs) And, like... And it didn't happen. 16 came and went, and I thought, oh, well, maybe it's 21. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> 21 came and went, and now I'm just like, I've accepted that it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny because we love these characters so much. We kind of want for them these things that we want for ourselves, you know. We want the physical perfections, and even if she can just have it for a little bit, we're all happy for her, but at the same time, we're just kind of laughing because... This would never happen. <laughs> we really, we wouldn't want to read a story about fat, zitty Hermione. I mean, seriously. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not really interested in reading a story about supermodel Hermione either. I think a happy medium would be fine. But this is just, this kind of makes me giggle because it's one of the few flaws that after the end, I think. Or not flaws necessarily, but really kind of, you know, 
gave into a fandom conception of what needs to happen. So yeah. Well, I just I just like that she. It's kind of a you know it doesn't ever say Delia or Delia or however goodness gracious we pronounce that name. It never says she thinks this about her how gorgeous she looks. You know, Hermione, this is how Hermione is feeling about herself. And I think it's lovely that they show that she thinks about herself like she's really happy with the way she's looking. And she is hoping that Ron will see her as beautiful as she sees herself right now. Like, I think it's also a comfort level with her her growing up. You know, when you grow up, you just, you you reach a comfort level with yourself where you're not so embarrassed to be around people or... You know, if you sneeze in in front of a crowd, it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? And I think this is her just kind of relaxing into her adultness. And it's not necessarily her turning to a supermodel. I mean, yes, to an extent, she's gorgeous here. But I think it's kind of her accepting herself, too. Yeah. It's probably more her self-perception than anybody else, you know. But... Yeah, I mean, and, and to be fair, like she's been on a very sunny island. Of course, she's going to be tanned, but I mean, the hair thing I think is still a little out for debate. But so I get what you're saying. I think it definitely is. She has all the self confidence now, and she's so different from the little girl in Philosopher's Stone who was crying in the bathroom. I mean, she's really comfortable with herself now. I think that's great. Right. Yeah. Well, she's got Ron. If I had Ron, I'd be comfortable too. Yeah, <laughs> but I do want to point out that also she may be really thin because I don't think her and Delia, Delia, have we chosen yet? I think is it Delia? Um, I don't know. Delia? Okay, Delia. Delia maybe? Yeah. Where they don't eat very much. Like every time we see Delia break out lunch, it's always like crackers and fruit. I don't know yeah. about you, yeah. but I could not handle that for an entire summer. Like that would be like a two o'clock snack. Yeah, in between meat or something. You know, I, I think, you know, Jen, I think we're such Midwesterns. We're going, where are the hamburgers? Seriously. I know. Where are you right. I'm, on, I'm on an island somewhere. Somebody had better be feeding me barbecue hamburgers and hot dogs. I've learned that country fried steak spell. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had that. What? Um, you've never had it? No, it's not really like a popular dish up here, though. So it's not. Oh know, my a northern, god! When I come, dish. <laughs> when I come, I'm going to make you. I'm going to bring it with me in a cooler. I'm okay. going to make you country fried steak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so that's all right, should, we, should we should we move on to um, the next part of the chapter? We have Ron trying to finish up his day at work because he really wants to go home and see Hermione. So. You know, he kind of reminds me of a kid, like, just, like, sometimes I do kind of, like, an inner potty dance. Like, you know how kids, they're always, like, they have to go to the bathroom. They're always, like, jumping yep. up and down, you know, and wiggling their legs and stuff. And that's kind of how Ron is this whole chapter. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know? <laughs> you, 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 know you know? Oh, my God. I can't believe I just made that reference. Oh, well. I'm just coding. Um, and now he's... <laughs> He's, you know, this whole time, like, Mr. Doyle's talking to him, and he's like, yeah, that's great, uh, okay, you know. <laughs> and then he runs into Max. You can, you can just see him when he runs into Max. He's like, damn, <laughs> like, I was so ready to go, and now here you are, and I can't just walk away from you. <laughs> like, you can see his almost, ah, type of moment. I just thought that was so funny. 
Oh, and I love it. He starts making for the door. He's finally trying to leave, like, the, you know, the library and stuff. And Mr. Doyle's disappointed that he's leaving. I'm like, oh, Mr. Doyle, he needs to go home and see Hermione. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's trying to think of something to get Hermione, you know? Yeah. And um, he's like, where'd you get that? And he's just providing, and she's wearing some kind of bangle or a bracelet. Where'd you get that? Hermione would never, ever in a million years wear these. <laughs> like, Ron's just grasping at straws. <laughs> you know? She's Poor like, just, just go, get her, go, go get her a book. She'll be happy with a book. And I'm like, aw, come on. <laughs> you can get her some jewelry. You know, you know like, this thing, it kind of, like, people put Hermione in a box, you know? Hermione's a smart, intelligent girl, but... Like, I mean, I've been in that situation where everybody always gives me books, books for my birthday. I'm like, this is great, but I like other stuff, <laughs> you know. Like, I know I had the I had the same thought reading that. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> I mean, she might want something other than a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't try very hard with her. You know, there's nothing. There's not a girl on this planet who wouldn't mind getting something sparkly at any point in her life, you know. Like. Didn't I reference this? Like, Harry's birthday at the beginning was, like, freaking awesome. He gets, like, every cool thing under the sun, and Hermione gets a book. <laughs> like, here, Hermione, go read. <laughs> we know you're really dull and boring. There you go. Pat, pat. Oh, well. Poor girl. Poor her. Okay, let's keep going. All right. <laughs> We're going to be here forever. All right. Oh, I, get, are not, I have to... I have to point out too that one just one of the many things that makes me laugh about this story is um, Mr. Doyle is telling Ron that he might not make out the handwriting in some of the misuse of Muggle artifacts reports, and of course it's his dad that's written it, so he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I can read it." And he brings up that note <laughs> that Arthur left for Molly that says, "Hi, Hag, I'll send someone to kill the kids before bedtime." <laughs> I love that. That is just so great. That is oh. great. You know, and it makes me laugh because it reminds me of my brother's handwriting. Because I don't think, I haven't talked about him a lot. I need to call him. I must be busy him or something. Uh, but he writes in hieroglyphics. Like, a lot of guys I know, right, and they don't write in English. They write in some weird pictographical, you know. <laughs> How do you read this? Yeah, I don't know, but I know what you're saying, because Ryan, for the longest time when he would sign his name, his last name is Fisher, he would actually manage to draw a picture of a fish, like, in his last name. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I can't read it. I like that, though. That's awesome. Was it a good fish? Um, It was just, you know, like, the basic outline of a fish. I don't know. It wasn't really, you know, artistic, but his handwriting is very sloppy, so I understand. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. I wish my name was like a shape. It's not though. I would yeah, scarcely... not either. Not even close. <laughs> Maybe I'll just become like Prince and make my name a sign. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh gosh. What do y'all think about Mr. Doyle? Oh, I think he's no. a very lonely man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Poor guy. <It's> sad. <laughs> He's like, he's just trying to get her on to talk to him, and Rod's like, dude, girlfriend, you know, like in the back of his mind. Please get. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know, I was like, Mr. Doyle's getting excited by the manuscripts, and I'm like, ah, Ron needs to be getting excited about something else, if you know what I mean. Poor guy. I mean, he hasn't seen Hermione in four months, so, like, of course he's screwing around with Mr. Doyle. That's not considered dirty. He's like hanging around with Mr. Doyle. Yes, I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm I don't have hydrocodeine as an excuse. Oh well. Okay. Ron is being stuck with this Mr. Dolga. Okay. When y'all were reading this, I have to tell you, when I read this part, I I have the urge to scroll down because I don't care. About what's going on. All I care about is Ron getting home to Hermione. And, like, I have to force myself to read through to feel Ron's complete and utter agony of not being able to get home. And I feel it, too. I'm just like, shut up. Who cares? It's not important. Get home to the next I honestly don't think I'd read this part of the chapter until I had to read it for the podcast. Like, I always skip it. It's purposely mean. It's horrible. No one cares. All we care about is I'm just like it's it's just it's it's literary fluff. We need to go 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 go. Like I want to get to the meat of the chapter. Forget all the frosting. I want the cupcake. You know. (laughs) Exactly. Did you feel that, Danielle? Um, a little bit with this part. To be honest, I actually feel that that same way in I. I think it's chapter 29, it's the next chapter, when Harry's up on his dragon, and I'm like, I just want him to get to the borrow so he can have Christmas and so he can be with Ginny. I'm kind of like that with that part. I'm like, I just don't want to hear about his horrible day with dragons. I want him to be with Ginny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I can definitely exactly. see where you're coming from, because it's like, poor Ron. I mean, this poor kid wants to get home early, and then he runs into Max, who's a total brat. <laughs> it's like, oh, his day never ends. <laughs> If the child ever you needed know, to be hit upside the head, it would be Max. Max, you know? Sometimes you're just like, oh my god, you're a little... Where did you come from? You know? <laughs> that is so perfectly put. It is. He's just a little... You just want to thank him. And, you know... Like, and- you know, obviously part of you feels bad because you know he's been through a lot, but at the same time, he's so horrible to Molly and to Ron, and it's like, you don't be mean to Molly Weasley. <laughs> I'm like, how, how can you be mean to Molly Weasley? Like, I just, I can't fathom being mean to Molly Weasley. I mean, that would be like punching your grandmother. Like, who does that? You know? That kid. I really like how Ron handles the situation, though. I really like that even though... He will he will stop everything to go see Hermione. He wants to. He doesn't. He does his workly obligations. He sees this homeless kid. He takes care of the kid. I mean, this is this right here, him taking care of all these things is showing us how much Ron has grown up. Yeah. You know, we've seen Hermione grow up. We've just seen it how different she is already. This is finally this is us seeing Ron the grown up and I really love 
the grown-up that he becomes. I really love that he takes this kid who is an absolute jerk. He takes this kid to his mom, of all people, because seriously, Molly just needs to, you know, operate an orphanage. I love her. And (laughs) I'm serious. She... She's one of those people that I can imagine having, like, 12 billion animals in her house because she feels that everything, every small, helpless thing needs a home and loves yeah. it there. And yeah. well, that's how I see the burrow. <laughs> you, know, you know, she's kind of one of those people whose, like, true calling in life is to be a mother. Like, that's yeah. what yeah. she was put on earth to do. Yeah. And when she's not, like, we see the beginning of the story where she's dealing with, uh, you know, Penny and and all this stuff. She's not mothering somebody. She doesn't feel, she doesn't know why she's here, you know, on earth. Yeah. I think, you know, she just doesn't kind of know what to do with herself. So she is constantly putting herself in situations where she has to be somebody else's mother because she knows how to do that really well, you know? So. Okay. Before I have to say, before he takes her, before we even see their conversation, we get an interlude with Jenny and Remus. And Harry. We cannot forget this part. We need to discuss this part. Yeah. And and this is going to be a fun part with, with three girls, isn't it? There's going to be a lot of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Like, <laughs> I I'm it ecstatic. Out, <laughs> I printed out, like, this part of the chapter, and I just love... I'm looking at right now where um, Harry comes over, and Remus, like, really doesn't want to let him in because he's just worried about Ginny. And I can just picture Harry saying this. He's like, I'm staying. I'm really in the mood to decorate, like... <laughs> <laughs> he wants to stay. He wants to stay and decorate so he can be with Ginny. It's just so sweet. Well, I mean that is his home. He has yeah. the right to be there. And I think this was just a tad tacky here. I mean, I understand that he's that he's Ginny's like caretaker and teacher, and like he's responsible for her health at the moment above all others. And Harry's an adult, blah blah blah. But come on, this is Harry's home. Like he has a family yeah. to go home to. Seriously, Remus. Do with it. I think Rambus is just putting up a token fight. Like, he knows he's going to lose it. Yeah. He just kind of has to, he kind of has to make the objections. You can, I mean, Rambus is very much going through the motions in this chapter, you know, without, without truly trying to cause a scene. You know, I think he, mm-hmm. he deals with it the best way that he knows how. He He's kind of like, Harry, you can't be in here. And Harry's like, uh, yeah, I can. And then he kind of just gives up and he immediately goes to a different room. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, um, he's just letting him know that he doesn't necessarily approve, but he doesn't going to do something anyway. So, yeah. okay. I mean, and obviously we all know that Ginny is, she can be a bit of a hothead. I mean, and she'll do things that she really shouldn't just to prove herself. I mean, and so she's, she's gotten ill around Harry before. And I mean, I'm sure a part of him is like, you know, I really don't want that to happen to you again, Ginny. But at the same time, it's like, she needs to be treated like an adult now because she is one. So. Hey, doesn't he say, like, it doesn't Harry think, I'll I'll go in even if we have to stay in separate rooms. I'm going to be in the same place that she is. Yes, something like that. And I'm just that line that you just read about him saying, "I'm staying. I'm ready. I'm really in the mood to decorate." I love how he doesn't take his eyes off Jenny. Like he's looking through Remus, just staring at Jenny. And to me, that's such a heated longing. I love it. Oh. It just makes, like, you know there's something, like, in the bottom of your belly that just gets all warm, you know, inside during this part of the chapter. There's just something where you can really feel there's an amazing sexual tension right now between Jenny and Harry, you know, because they can't be together. 
but they both really want to be together, and they're doing things so they can just be around each other, and he's just going, oh my god, that is so romantic, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like, why can't they just do it? Um, exactly. <laughs> just and I told him, Jenny, it'll hurt for a couple hours, it'll be fine. No. <laughs> but I love stories, too. I think really, like, the best stories have that great amount of sexual tension because you have these two characters who the chemistry is just so palpable and then you know they wait and they wait and they wait because in this case like she literally cannot be near him and it's just uh makes it so much better when you know when they eventually get together but i love it i love it yes i agree um and so they're having this great and like the best part i think of this encounter with the awkwardness is again the dialogue because it's so simple you know you know and the things that she's noticing about him, you know, there's white in his hair. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting observation. And isn't that you so know? sad? That makes me so sad right there. It's like he's already getting so old. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Harry's done so much for the living world. He really, I mean, this is just one of those things that makes you want to smack him upside the head, you know? Like, Jim's always picking characters. I'm always smacking characters upside the head. Because I think, you know... Harry has done so much, and it's obviously, this is not obviously a good situation for him. And he needs to get out, but he can't. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of backed himself into a corner, you know? Mm, yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. frustrating. <laughs> you know, did one of those things where, ha, ah, he can never be happy, but... Mm. But we want him to be so desperately. Yeah. What did y'all think of the little serious Remus uh, Reese fight? Oh, my God, that was so loud. I was going. I thought that was the best part of the scene. Well, besides the romance. The non-romance, the best part, non-romance. I love it. I love them being stupid and young around each other. I love it. It's <laughs> nice like you act like normal human beings. Yeah. <laughs> like when serious is not like, I must save every... And just every innocent criminal in the world, and they just isn't going, the world is awful because I'm a werewolf. You know, they're just, like, relaxing around each other. That's the best part. Yeah, and I think the scene, too, where they're, like, throwing hexes at each other and chasing each other around like little boys, I mean, it reminds me a lot of Fred and George. It, it reminds me of that brotherly compassion that they have for each other, and I just I love seeing them behave that way. And then, when, and then when Sirius comes in with his hands all blown up like balloons, I'm like, my God, these two are, like, so childish, but they're so funny. <laughs> exactly. I just... I really like that Remus plays with Sirius, too, because I think that he knows he's one of the only ones that can get this side of Remus out. Like, I, yeah. there's a particular sentence where it's referring to um, there was a crash followed by a string of shouted hexes through which Sirius continued to laugh as merrily as if he were being tickled. I love that line. Like, it's so we don't get to see the side of Remus. I mean, as well, of Remus, but especially of Sirius very often ever. And Harry is just like, is that normal? And he's like, well, yeah, sort of. It happens all the time. <laughs> you know, we have that short little break, and then we're thrown right back into detention. The, the, the really know. Great, you know, and she gets right up close to him, and she can touch him. And that totally oh. freaks him out. You know, and he's like, you know, he just, you can see this moment where he's like, just looking at her, and she's like, it's all right. It's all right. I promise. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, give me that like, yes, 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 yes. You know, like finally, <laughs> she could like touch him. You know, I'm like, good lord, finally. What is it? Twenty eight chapters later. 
<laughs> I just love when he, I love sentences where it discusses like his eyes darkened as they focused on her mouth. I'm just like, oh, oh my so, gosh. So bad novel, but it's so good, you know? <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> uh, I wanted them to just make out and, and, oh, and they, they almost, don't they almost kiss? And then it's awkward. Yeah. He like falls on her and. He kind of laughs against her mouth, and he apologizes, and she's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, God, I felt really awful, but, like, in, I was reading this chapter for the podcast, and, you know, I was reading this scene, and then Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On came on in the background. I laughed, like, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I'm not lying to you. I got to this it. It was, this is what she wanted, had always wanted from Harry to be claimed. And then it was, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> oh, my God. Why uh, is never going to let us do this again? <laughs> that is you, awesome. Okay, well, I don't know. Oh, my God. Did you guys, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. And, like, I've probably taken way too many women's studies classes for my own good. But, like, the word, like, to be claimed, that just sounded odd to me. I'm like, I don't want to be claimed. I mean, I want to be, like, loved, obviously. But claimed is a little strong. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I have, that's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a me, Tarzan, you, Jane kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Well, it gets so good. We're finally going, yes, 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 yay. And Hermione shows up. <laughs> yeah. She has oh all this God. primal feeling with her intellectualism. Another character I want to smack upside the head. But, you know, <laughs> I was so excited that she was there, but bad timing, Hermione. Bad timing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this is great because she's, up against the wall, right? And you're pretty yep. sure that, like, they're not in a decent, quote-unquote, de- decent position, you know? She's moaning Harry's name. Going at it. And Hermione shows up. And somebody's <laughs> laughing. It's Hermione, you know? <laughs> like, oh, it just kind of reminds me of um, the time when, okay, my brother is dating my best friend. And it kind of reminds me of the first time I walked on them making out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I was laughing because it was just so funny. But they, were, they kind now, of like, was, jump away from each other, type of thing. <laughs> no, I was in kind of a trio in college, and it was me and my husband and our friend Ryan. And I remember the first time that we were doing the heavy makeout thing, and Ryan walked in on us. And I was so embarrassed. I was so humiliated that he caught us kissing that I pretended that we were wrestling. <laughs> I pushed him down and I go, I stood up and I go, I win. <laughs> oh, do you hear him laughing? Shut up. <laughs> so I could completely understand their humiliation for her money. You've been Judy in this situation, and I've been Hermione in this situation. <laughs> oh, good gracious. Well, here's the thing. is like It's almost like she's not embarrassed because she's so happy for Denny. Like, she knows what yeah. Denny has gone through, and she's just so happy to see Harry, yeah. like, finally coming around, which is great. <laughs> I wonder if oh. it's weird for her. I wonder if it's weird for her to see Harry, like, her, her brother practically mm-hmm. making out with her girlfriend. Like, it's got to be strange. 
And yet she's just so giddy and happy. And Harry yeah. is just like, oh my gosh, can I just say I love Harry and Hermione's embrace? Oh, really? I know, and he kisses her cheek. He kisses her cheek. How cute is that? I'm, like, I'm not, so glad their brother-sister relationship is so prominent in this thing. You know, it's so nice to see Harry have, you know, a sister. You know, and she's gushing at him, and she's saying, like, all the things that, like, well, like, first semester, well, I was in marching band, so I'll go, like, two or three months without seeing my brother, you know, and I'll come back, and I'll say the same kind of things, like, oh, my God, you look taller, and you look bigger, and are you trying to grow a mustache? You really need to shave, and, you know, <laughs> you know, just the kind of things that she's noticing, you know, and, oh, I just, I don't, I seriously teared up, you know. When they were, when he hugs her, it always and always says it's good long. to have you back. Yeah, he hugged Hermione for a long time. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm gonna go back to Ryan's. You know how he always goes. They use simplistic terms. I mean, so much. It says so much in such a short sentence. Yeah, he hugged Hermione for a long time. When has Harry ever done that? When has he ever given uh, given into his emotions towards another mm-hmm. person? To, to be able to embrace them and show them. And and I just love that he gives her a kiss, and Hermione is just, like, completely shocked. She stares at him. And I love her. That's new. And she loves it, and mm-hmm. she's thrilled, and she thinks that Ginny is the one that's gotten him here. And, in yeah. a way, it is. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, and then Sirius, <laughs> she's looking around, you know, and she's like, so uh, where is... Uh, serious Ravens, where are they? Just trying not to be obvious about it. <laughs> I know it's, it's so beautiful. I don't know why she's trying to hide it. I honestly don't. No, I mean, if that was me, like, if I operated right there, I'd be like, okay, where's Ron? Like, I would. <laughs> that would be my first question. I wouldn't even. You wouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> I still think that I would have loved to have a scene where Harry stumbles over one of Ron's letters from Hermione. Like, oh my God. Like, Ron, like Ron left it out somewhere and Harry read it. Or, you know, and Harry just is like, oh, my God, <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> I think I would have really loved, or he would have sat down and been like, wow. You know? Yeah. Is that I, what are, couples are supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, does Harry have – this is an interesting point. Does Harry have any concept of what a real romantic relationship is supposed to be like? I mean, he has one of Hermione, but he didn't grow up with, like, a mom and a dad. But, so, you know, they, yeah, the Dursleys you know, aren't exactly the picture of romance. I mean, they're, like, they tolerate each other. It's weird. Yeah. But at the same time, Ginny does know. Ginny does know what a loving relationship – and if you notice all their scenes, Ginny is kind of the leader – Sort of. Mm-hmm. Harry, yeah. I mean, Harry kind of shuffles around until Jenny is like, it's okay. This is okay. And, you know, then they move to the next step. This is okay. Right. Then they move to the next. You know, and I think that if Jenny had been as clueless as, as Harry, they never would have, it would have been just like torture to read. But <laughs> yeah. And that's why it works. Yeah. So then they sit down and they have tea. <laughs> This is so British. It makes me laugh. You know, I can't imagine people sitting down and having tea. Well, like my my grandma pulls it out. You know, like really, like let me just yeah, she'll be like, let me pull everybody a cup of iced tea. We'll sit down and we'll talk. You know, I mean, we offer drinks. Here's a coke. Yeah, I yeah. 
Is that what it's like? I wonder if it's that's just. A, a, I don't know. I would like a British person to explain the idea to me. Yeah, I don't even. I don't, do they even really do it very much over anymore over there, or is that kind of an antiquated thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We should ask on the forum, Amy. Amy would know. Yeah, yeah. Amy, if you're listening, I know that she's <laughs> she's behind because she's been on Cortona or something. The Isle of Wight. No, she's in. She's been living Hermione's life. I'm jealous. But um, no, yes. So if you're listening, Amy, will you please explain tea? Tea time. Yes. Do y'all actually do it? Is it a young people thing? As well? I mean, just tell us about it because we are here. It's kind of an old granny thing, if yeah. the, if it is a thing at all. Right. Maybe they don't have so, Starbucks. Maybe it's the British <laughs> Starbucks or something. Oh, maybe. maybe I don't know. Tea, we do coffee a lot. You know, Americans <laughs> do coffee. We don't necessarily go out and have tea. We do. Uh, we have coffee dates. You know. Yeah, we do coffee. Yeah. yeah. I think so that it's like a British like I think that everybody has tea at like two or something. It's like they yeah, have like tea time. Tea time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is it four? It's at four. James says like he knows. Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's at four. I know that much. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I will. I will get in touch with a few of my friends that are actually from Britain, and I'll, I'll see what they say. So if they do tea, okay. My, my HP writing acquaintances. They're all just catching up, you know, and I'm scrolling through, not really reading. <laughs> yeah, she, I think she reunites with some of this. She reunites with Crookshanks, you know, and she's happy about the cat. That. But it's like, okay, come on, where's Ron? <laughs> Where is Ron? Yeah, she's talking, blah, blah, blah. Remus has chores to do. He leaves, you know, Sirius leaves to go with Remus, whatever. Right. You know. Who's just, just Jenny and Hermione? <laughs> Harry leaves. Yeah, like, I don't even, this is what I understand. Like, Harry leaves because he's so tired, whatever. Your best friend just showed up and you're going to leave, whatever. So he leaves and it's Harry, Ginny and Hermione, girl talking. Like, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the parallel. What would you give to be a fly on the wall for that conversation? <laughs> we are, aren't we? Do we get to read it? I don't know. Yes. I totally, I, I, my memory is going, apparently. You mean between Jimmy okay. and Hermione? Yeah. It's later in the chapter. We get a little bit oh. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we get right. a little bit of it. Yeah. I love the Jenny and Hermione moments. Like, they remind me so much of me and one of my girlfriends when we talk, which is so seldom, but when we do talk, it's like no time has ever passed. Mm. Yeah. Um, my best friend that was doing me crap for sounding sick on the podcast, this is very much how we talk to each other, you know? <laughs> We're very exactly. honest. Yeah. You know, and she lives in Denver now, and I live in Manhattan. So we don't really, we don't have a whole lot of one on one time, but I went out to see her over spring break, and we just kind of fell back into the rhythm. You know, you just yeah. have friends that you just have a certain rhythm with, and I think that's very much with her, my and Jenny. Yeah. Danielle, do you have a girlfriend? Okay. <laughs> 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 um, to be honest, I don't really, I mean, I, I don't really have one. Like, I had one in high school that was pretty much that type of relationship where, you know, we didn't see each other maybe for a little while and we would just fall right back into a great, um, you know, like a great pattern and we could just talk about anything. But, I mean, since college, I've, I haven't really, I've kind of lost touch. But, you know, I had that once. So, <laughs> Well, I yeah. found that when I got married, 
like that becomes your new girlfriend, the, the <laughs> you know the guy, but yeah. they stuck at it. So <laughs> I just had to, I had to keep in touch with and the girlfriend that I have had. We've we've been good friends since fourth grade. So yeah, and like I said, I mean we have huge lengths of time where we don't. You know, she spent last year in Madagascar, and, you know, she travels the world, and I know I don't talk to her, but then we sit together, and it's just like we never left. So I'm glad, I'm lucky to have her. But, yeah, James gets that. And I think, you know, that's why Hermione has Ron, Harry has Jenny. I mean, have you noticed that the trio has split, and, and it yeah. doesn't seem to bother us because they each have somebody who is actually better for them now? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they can always go back to that basic trio relationship. You know, Ron can always go to Harry. Harry can always go to Hermione. Hermione can always go to Harry, you know. I mean, it's it's very much, they still have those friendships that are important to each other, but they have, you know, they have other relationships. It's very true of how you actually grow up, you know. You start out with your group of friends, and then you kind of maintain that group of friends that you branch out, and, you know, you start to get to know your boyfriend's friends, or you start to really get to know your boyfriend or your husband's. It's, Jen's an old baby. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I'm like the youngest person ever. It's great. <laughs> are you are, are you my age, Danielle? Are you are you Brian's age? Yeah. Yeah. Are you you twenty? What are you twenty four? I'm twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. I'm twenty three. So. Okay. Cool. Hey, what are you? <laughs> are you close? Um, I'm nineteen. <laughs> oh my God! You're such a baby. You're such an oldest soul for such a baby. Oh, that's awesome! I'm in. Imp- I'm yeah. even more so impressed now. Because mm. my sister is 21, and like, anyway, I have. Well. A- <laughs> <laughs> like that. You're like oh, anyway. Moving on. <laughs> I can't. I didn't know how to go with that without insulting anyone. <laughs> so, most of my friends are four or five years older than me, just because they are. Yeah, you're very mature. <laughs> All right, because I'm so. so oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just love how Molly Weasley can just. She just is so good at handling him, and she's just like. He says to her like, "Oh, saw it off." And she's just like, "Oh, good night, dear." Like she, she just deals with him so well that it's. I love it. I just, I keep. It makes me wonder what the boys were like. I mean, we see them in their teen years, and like, sorry to say, but Ron is, although he's lazy and kind of a slacker he doesn't act like a teenager. Like they all act polite and they never seem to go through emotional puberty. I mean, Harry does, but mm-hmm. Ron doesn't. Hermione kind of doesn't, but you know what I mean? And so yeah. they're not the obnoxious teenagers. And I don't know if that's, that's probably major credit to Molly because she's, you know, she doesn't stand for it, which is great. Right, I mean, she, right. you know, she, expects well, she does too. kind of, I mean, she expects it. Like, she doesn't blink an eye. It makes me wonder which of the kids went through it. it. Maybe, I would think Fred and George. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine having them two as teens? Oh, they, well, they're my or favorite characters. Girls. Can you just can you just imagine raising Fred and George? That would just crack me up. <laughs> what I, I want to know is which of the parents made them so quirky. Like I'm sure. I mean, they raised him. Arthur's really kind of quirky if you think about it. The way he just yeah. loves Muggle artifacts, and he'll just you know do things that he knows his wife will yell at him for, but he still does it. I mean, the whole car, and I you know I think maybe a little bit of it comes from him. Yeah, yeah. And we also, I mean, later on we get to hear a little bit about Molly's brothers, the Pruitts. 
So I probably have a feeling that maybe they kind of had that type of feeling, too. Well, they get him. You know, Max is with Molly. He's like, Mom, I've got to go. I've got to see Hermione. And, you know, I love Molly. She's just like, Max will be fine here. Go. You know, she's not Mm -hmm. mad at Ron for dropping Max off. No. You know, and I love that. She's kind of at first. She's like, "Wait, you brought him here," and then, and then she's upset that he would he would have considered not bringing Max home. <laughs> yeah, you know she's indignant then. Right. And I love that. Thanks, mom. You know, and she find you know hug Hermione for me. I just love it. Yeah, I love Great. it. I mean, she's she's so. She's such a good mother. She's so understanding, and and then I love her. She's like, "How dare you keep Hermione waiting this long?" <laughs> yeah, oh, I love she's it. Very, she's very almost bipolar sometimes, you know. A little bit, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but most most mothers Let's, are. I think if you survive motherhood. Yeah. No, my mom is definitely well. My mom's not the most feminist of moms. She's she's very tomboy and. There wasn't a yeah. lot of hugging in our family. Like, everything, I mean, we were raised to be very independent. Yeah. I don't, you know, and so I, I love Molly because she's so warm, and I want to be warm like that with my kids. I'm not saying yeah. anything to criticize my mother. It's just she's not, that's not her. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I love Molly. I had a friend who was, Mo- I had a friend's mom who was Molly, and, you know, I just, <laughs> You know, you just sit and you just gather up the warmth of it when you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, my, my mom is very much Molly, you know. She is. She's the one that's making you know, food for the whole neighborhood. And, you know, <laughs> just, she, now that I'm sick, she calls me every couple of hours. I'm surprised I haven't heard from Aww. her. She's probably in bed. Yeah. But, you know, and our relationship got so much better after I moved out. <laughs> Because <laughs> it can be, yeah, I mean, it can be a little smothering, you know. I kind of have the same issues with her as the boys do in this fic with her, but I mean, there's very much a lot of love there. You know, you, there's never any doubt in your mind that she loves you. So, okay, well, let's talk about um, the Jenny finally getting to tell Hermione about her and Harry, and how Hermione's the first one that says. I just can't believe it. I'm so happy for you, Jenny. And Jenny just shuts her eyes and she just listens. I mean, she just basks in it because she's needed it. She's needed someone to be happy for her. To to only you know that in that way only another female can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where uh, Ravis can try, but he can't really understand it. You know, and to a certain level. I mean, Harry doesn't doesn't understand it, and Harry doesn't need to because he's in a relationship with Harry. But all these people that she's been around, I don't really understand. You know, she's been in love with this guy since she was 11, you know, or crushed on him, you know, and then it turned into love. And now she's finally with him, you know. And only somebody who's been through that with you can finally, can really understand that. And I thought that was really beautiful. This is a series of really beautiful scenes for me, I think. It is. That's this whole chapter and the next chapter are just beautiful scene after beautiful scene. And you keep going, 
it's not going to get better than this. This was wonderful. And then it does. And you just are so shocked and, and pleasantly surprised. And it's lovely. What did y'all think of Hermione? I love what he says where Jenny is just like, where is Ron? And Hermione just says so calmly, whatever he's doing, it has to get done or he'd be here. I, That's you know, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. That is the yeah. new Hermione. That's like the new and improved calm Hermione because she wouldn't have reacted Hermione that way before. Like, <laughs> you know, you can see she's kind of chomping at the bit a little bit, but she realizes that, you know, the world doesn't really necessarily revolve around her and she knows he's trying hard to get to her. You know, it's just sometimes he's got stuff to do. And I think, you know, that kind of, you had to think back to a conversation I was actually having with my mother the other day. My uncle works a lot. And so my cousins are having a lot of problems with it. And my dad worked a lot when I was younger. He was always like in Toronto, you know, and we lived in North Carolina. And I asked mom, I said, I don't remember it ever being a big deal for me. She goes, well, that was just because you knew dad loved you, but he was at work and that was where he had to be. So I kind of think yeah. that I was like, you know, kind of where, you know, Hermione's kind of at. Ron loves her. He just has somewhere he needs to be. Well, I think it's also that she knows Ron and she knows that Ron is feeling the same way that she is, especially from the letters. And it must really be something to keep him away. I have a question. And she accepts that. What? Who else here, after you got done reading that last chapter where they're exchanging dirty letters, what's going? You know, Somebody needs to write me a dirty letter. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, I wish that I could do that. And then I thought, who would I do it to? And then I thought my husband. And then I thought, mm, maybe. I don't know. Like, he's really good. Like, he does poetry. But most uh-huh. of the time, he's just kind of, Star Wars is cool. <laughs> so I'm not really sure where that would go. But what if Brian what if you trying to have a sexy pin pal? <laughs> Brian and I used to write each other we used to write each other letters, but they were never like that. <laughs> oh, you mean Brian doesn't do that? Like Ron? What? No, like there was um I remember we had um this is like the first year or two we were going out and I was going on vacation with my family, so I was gonna be gone for a week and for us it was like, Oh my god, long time so yeah, <laughs> we each had we each had a notebook, and we were we would write it each day to each other, so that when we saw each other, we would switch notebooks and we would catch up with what we had missed. But like, it wasn't like Ron and Hermione. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> oh. you know, we had the letter thing, but it wasn't a dirty letter. <laughs> oh, I think it's like, like a good way to spice up your relationship, though. You know, like if yeah, ever does. Oh, Danielle, if he ever does a dirty letter, you're going to have to post the good parts. I mean, okay. not the dirty parts. The romantic parts. <laughs> I can't get anything out tonight. <laughs> post it in the, you want me to post it in the, the adult section? <laughs> exactly. Because then we'll all be envious. Um, well, we'll set, we'll have, I'll have Ryan set us up one of those room of, room of requirements for just the three of us. There you go. <laughs> and I'll tell you all the dirty little secrets. Okay, that'll work. My Potter right. Weekly Girl Buddies. It, it'll be great. Okay, so then what happens? Oh, God, they talk about their first kiss. Their first kiss. Oh, it's oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so first jealous. My first I kiss. Did it really? 
talk about, you know, how it just happened and how it felt so good. No, no, totally. <laughs> I think my, my boyfriend at the time, and he got better at it, kind of. Yeah, um, I got tamed. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a little bit, hey, do you want to kiss? And I was like, yeah, and he was playing video games with the <laughs> Can we ask you? Yeah. And we were playing video games at the time. So we only had, like, until the next level loaded when we could kiss. I think that, you know, they they need to realize that asking kind of kills the moment. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I, I, I remember the first boy that asked me that he said he could kiss me, and I said no, and I broke up with him. <laughs> moment where like she where she was like you have cooties <laughs> oh gosh okay well anyway Hermione goes kissing Ron was like a very important answer I felt relieved I just love that description it's yeah it, that is how it felt like the fifth time that I kissed James and <laughs> well by the time we got the hang of it and it was lovely and it was like I don't want to use the the quote coming home but it was like it was just it was just a knowledge that that was it and and we were going to be together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I love that description. I do too. It's very much. It's one of those things that like reminds me why I'm a romantic, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's just stuff like this that makes me a romantic. It's so sweet. Isn't this where Jenny starts showing her healing powers and Hermione figures it out? And I don't think yeah. Jenny realized that Hermione would figure it out so quickly. Yeah, at all. right. And yeah. I love the I love the description of Ginny doing that with Hermione, where she's describing what it feels like, you know, to feel Hermione's pain about her parents. And I just love that whole description. And Ginny finally has to stop because it hits her like a it says it hits her like a wall. Like she she just is like so taken aback by it. I don't think she really understood how deep that pain was for Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I loved that, too. Yeah. You know, and of course Hermione isn't going, you know, she's not even really all that worried about that Jenny has touched her pain on her parents. She's just going, we should have known. We should have figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) Hermione. (laughs) Seriously, girlfriend. Get a grip. Oh. I know it's it becomes then you get your typical Hermione where she just wants to know more about it. She sits up very business like, How did you find out? When did you find out? Like she's just so I don't know, she's so funny when she does that. Yeah. And then mom shows up. Finally and Jenny Jenny takes finally. off and you're just like, Yes and I don't know about you, but I was going, We're gonna get her fun. We're gonna get her fun like the first time I read it, you know? And <laughs> then they didn't. I was I was kinda of disappointed. I was like Oh, gosh. I just love how it's so classic drama where he sees Ron, you know, she sees Ron. Ron can't take his eyes off her face. He, Mm -hmm. you know, she whispers Ron. He rasps Hermione. And you're just, like, waiting for this, like, Dawson and Joey kiss moment. And, you know, and I I just love it. And so, oh, and I love how they're still shy around each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I love that. Just for a little bit, and then they're on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for like 0.5 seconds, and then, you know, not that I blame him, because if I didn't see my boyfriend for like four months, I'd probably be on the couch with him too, but <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that would be the first thing I would be doing on the couch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're mine, Buster. Me, Tarzan, you get <laughs> I just love the small details that, you know, he puts one hand on our lower back and slides his fingers. I just, oh, I'm just like, ah. it's such a foreplay. This whole story is foreplay, and you're just going, oh, my God. I just do it. The good stuff. It almost makes you feel like <laughs> you're okay. calm. You know, like you're seeing something that you really shouldn't be, like, it doesn't make you feel indecent necessarily reading it, but you're going, Oh, the two people really love each other. They're so, oh, and all the foreplay is so sweet, you know. It almost makes me want to hand this to a few of my ex-boyfriends and go, here, how-to manual, read this, get back to me. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We can yeah, make it work longer than three minutes. Arabella and Virginia, please create a how-to manual. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I apologize. Ryan is going to have to edit so much of this out. Oh, my God. Who are you kidding? He's going to put it in just to make us look silly. <laughs> no, he's keeping it in for spite. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, but, you know, I love all of us. I'm going to be the one blamed for it. Just, yeah. Okay. Not but I love, um, I love the, um, just the sense of urgency with this scene where, like, I'm just looking at a line now where with Ron, it's like, he needed to kiss her now. Like, it, yeah. they needed yeah. to just, like, go at each other. I mean, not to be, you know, rude about it, but they really just needed to just, you know, get on that couch. <laughs> yeah, to be no, honest, it's all very, so like, cocky. Yeah. He's so no. for cocky. cocky. He goes, miss me, did you? And yeah. he just... You know, I would have laughed probably, but she, you know, her eyes fill with tears and she just, she's so emotional, she can't even talk. And yay, Ron. Yeah. It's all kind of very much like a montage of like little scenes in my mind when I read it. You know, like when you're watching a really hot love scene like on a movie, you know, Mm -hmm. they keep like fading to black a little bit. That's kind of how it feels like. With me, like a little close up on his hand, his arm going down her back, you know, and, and heavy breathing uh, in the background. Heavy yeah, breathing in the background. Probably some let's get it on. What's <laughs> engaged? <laughs> what do you think of this chapter, Daniel? I oh, I love it. Um, it's the little, it's the way they write it, like the way they just convey what is happening so well. I mean, it's like it's like you're reading the words, but at the same time. I don't know. It just I picture it so clearly in my mind, and I feel what they're feeling, and I just oh, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, and I love too when um, he Ron says, "Oh, missed me, did you?" And she goes, "Missed you," and then she just doesn't know what to say, and he's like, "Wow, I made her speechless." Like for once in his life, Hermione like was didn't know what to say, and oh, I just oh, it's perfect. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> there are things that he says that. I, I that bring it back to Ron. You know, it could just be any couple having this romantic scene, and then he says, "Come to the notch. I clean my room." <laughs> <laughs> that is such a guy thing. Well, it's not. Are we gonna do this for twelve hours? <laughs> oh, Jen, that's funny. That 
That's funny that you brought that up because I have my notes in front of me and I put an asterisk next to come to the nuts and I wrote LOL next to it. So apparently it made me laugh, but I love that. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> it's not even I clean my room. There's food. I swear it's livable. <laughs> so, it's kind of even super. You. Sometimes you, sometimes you, these characters are like my age. I don't yeah. know the name, but right around my age. And then he says stuff like that, and I'm going, oh, my God, I had a guy say that to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a big deal. I swear to God. <laughs> I, you know, it's a big deal for Rhonda because they even just, it's just, Jenny, like, doesn't she write to Hermione how disgusting her hair are, are living and how, you know, they don't clean and they've got clothes everywhere. And, like, you can just tell how excited, that just shows how terribly excited Ron is for Hermione to sleep over, you know, or to be over, that he cleaned the the place for her and he got food for her, you know, because I don't think they were living like that. And then it gets more serious. You know, I love how it gets more serious because I really did miss you. Come home with me. I'm just like, Mm. oh, melt off my chair. There's some melted puddles of vanilla ice cream. That's what I am right now. Like, oh. So and then, you know, Hermione, ever so practical, she's like, okay, let me get my toothbrush and pajamas. <laughs> like, whatever. Forget like, that. I think, Ron, I, I think Ron would be happy if you just wear what you're wearing because, let's face it, it made him pretty hot. <laughs> I have wondered so desperately, I've tried to get a picture in my mind of what her cloak looks like. Is it shimmery yeah. or is it see-through? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I cannot... I can't get a picture. Whatever what it is, like. I picture something very shimmery, not see-through, but I don't know, like very shimmery, and it like clings to her very in all light. the right places, and I don't know. Like that. <laughs> Whatever it is, it is doing amazing things for Ron's libido right now. Like, yes, it he is. is. <laughs> Just, he's all, but again, he's a 19-year-old. He's an 18-year-old guy, so it really doesn't take much. You just have to look yeah. at him the right way, but... You know, I keep forgetting they're so young. Honestly, I keep thinking they're in their twenties. So do I. Yeah. I keep making that. I keep thinking the same thing. Well, no, but they've mm-hmm. been through a lot, so they kind of haven't matured. And so Hermione goes and gets her toothbrush and all this stuff. And then what does she do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's reaction is perfect. That I oh. I, I cannot help myself with this. I This is the type of description that when they write just is great. Where it's like, the lump of bed covers that was Harry continued to shiver with mirth. I just, I love it. <laughs> well, I just like how he goes from, what in the hell? Who's who's in there? Like, he's afraid. He's alert. I, I like, I, it made me very, I don't know what it is. It made Harry seem vulnerable that they wrote that his voice was afraid. Because mm. to me, Harry's the hero. And... And and it's so natural for him to be afraid at the first thing that he feels when he wakes up, you know, out of nowhere. But it's right. such a rare quality. We never get to see Harry be afraid. And so I think this is one of the only times in, in very many fan fictions where we read that Harry is afraid. Even for just even for a second, before the smurf. I just thought I wanted to point that out that I'd always I kinda of get stuck on the word. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. the, yeah, it's like the alert. You, you think of him being alert, and that makes sense. But, yeah, the afraid, you're right. It kind of is like, hmm, after all he's been through, he's, he's like, kind of afraid to, yeah, you're right. That someone's I like it, though. Like, okay, who's here? I yeah. like it. And I love that that she is just squeaking and stammering, and he is just like, er, probably want <laughs> the next door like he's such at a loss he's not laughing in front of her like he waits until she's out of the room which i'm like kudos harry because she seriously would have just probably started crying or something yeah but she waits until she fled you know she flees the room and ron i love that ron doesn't laugh either like he wants to laugh but he's got to protect his woman and harry is being the evil guy right now yeah Oh, I love it. And his cries of glee. I, I just, it just, it just makes me smile to have this visual of, like, one of Hermione, like, isn't a, and they're not doing anything in that because Hermione's so tired. And in the other room, Harry is just shrieking, laughing so hard, you know. He's pounding his hand against the mattress. He's laughing so hard. That is just a great visual. <laughs> Can you just see it? Like, you know, he kind of goes, oh, poor guy. <laughs> you know, and it, so then Hermione's like, you don't think we're, you know, we're doing it. You know, <laughs> it's just a high school conversation, you know. Oh. You don't think we're having sex. Well, <laughs> you know. So he gets her in his room, and she's just like, oh, no, he's going to tease us. <laughs> and, he's, and Ron's just like, probably. And he doesn't care. Like, obviously, I don't know why he doesn't care that Harry's going to tease the crap out of him. Maybe well, he probably because he's, you know, I don't know, because he's Ron, you know. I, I know. just want to know what Ron is actually thinking here. You know, he's like, he's the gentleman. He's like, good night, good night, Ron yeah. Holter. But, you know, he's a boy. He's 19 years yeah. old. Yeah. I want to see Ron's thought process here, please. Like, yeah. what torture it is to be next to her and not with her. Or, Although, you know, when he says, um, when she says, you know, he's going to be thinking that we, but we're not, and he says, no, I know we're not, and it says Ron said dryly. I mean, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, wouldn't that have been great, you know, but he recognizes that it's not, like, the right moment. <laughs> well, yeah, and she's, like, like, falls asleep in two seconds. He might have tried something if, you know, she had been able to stay conscious. Yeah, <laughs> or if she wasn't mortified. That would not be how I want to remember my first time as no. I, I went into Harry. Struggling to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on to the next chapter so we can get through okay. this one. Even though I love, this is this is easily my favorite chapter of the fake. Easily. I don't know. Oh, I say that about every chapter, though. <laughs> Christmas at the Borough, you mean? Christmas at the Borough, Chapter yeah. 29. Danielle, do you want to start this one? Sure. Um, All right. Okay, so we have, we begin with um, Hermione and, and Ron are coming to the um, to the Borough. So we have Mrs. Weasley, and of course the first thing she says is, you're too thin, Hermione, I need to give you some food. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking to myself, you know, Hermione was away for four months. She got all nice and pretty and tanned, and now she wants to fatten her up again. That's okay. It's amazing <laughs> that Weasleys aren't all fat. Seriously. I know. Seriously. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> I love, too, that, right, I love too, that we have um, 
we have Max being like the prat that he is, and he says, "Oh, that's your girlfriend, Ron. She's all right." <laughs> oh, what a little, I love, little brat. I, love, I really like how they interact there. He's like, "She's all right. She's not as pretty as my friend Ella." And Hermione's like, "Oh, that's quite a compliment. Like she right. handled it so well." Yep, and I'm he and he doesn't know what to do. He's like taken aback by it because he wanted her to be offended, and she's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> it makes me very. So weirded out how natural Hermione is with kids because I think in a lot of fakes Hermione is such a bookworm and such a antisocial being that when she's stuck with a kid, I know a lot of kid fakes. Hermione's kind of like, you know, you know, holding the kid upside down and freaking out. And I thought it was so funny that she's so mature and handles it in such an adult-like manner. Like, like Hermione's reached a level that I hadn't quite caught up with yet. Or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and because, you know, as someone who, you know, I know, Chi, you work in with a daycare, so you're probably really great with kids. I mean, for someone like me, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know what I would have said in that situation. Like, my first response would have probably been, well, you're not so great looking either. Like, I wouldn't have been very nice. But... <laughs> I mean, but you're right. She just handles it so well. I'm like, hmm. That's, well, I'm, not, I'm no good with small children. Like when they say things, I don't. I'm not around small children, and and so I'm kind of frightened when James and I actually become parents. But because all the kids that I worked with are all high school felonists, you know, so I'm sure that that's a different breed. <laughs> you know, it's a lot easier than you think it is. Having a toddler is like having a dog. But they don't listen. To, listen to this. It's my puppy. They don't listen to anything you say. They get into everything they're not supposed to get into, and you're pretty sure by, like, the third or fourth day that their sole purpose is to annoy the living crap out of you, except for they have those, like, few moments of the day where they're per- they're just so cute. You're like, oh, <laughs> that is so precious. <laughs> that almost made up for the blueberry stains all across my kitchen wall now. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you're going to be fine. Everybody is fine with their own kids, everybody else's kids that people should worry about, which is why I don't know why they let me work with children. <laughs> oh, God. No. I do all right. I do all right. I, but, I you think know, I, it's very good that you do. I think it's awesome. Well, you know, I, I try to get... It, it's funny because I don't know, no, I'm not really sure how I would... I don't do really well with, like, the middle school age. I do really well with elementary school and early childhood education. I don't do very well with... And high schoolers, but there's something about that 11 to 13 year old age well, that everyone comes is out of their mouth just makes me ugh. That's a well, idea. You just have everyone at that age is a jerk. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. I remember being a jerk at that age. Yeah, you just have to treat them. You just have to treat them like adults, and yet you have to, um, you still have to take care of them like you would a small child. You have to just let them. You just have to let them think that it's their idea and that it's their decisions and you know you give them choices and you let them make them just like you would a six-year-old only you know they're harder choices yeah 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 can i just say there are parts in this chapter where my little heart just melts like when hermione is holding leo and she gets that she gets that same feeling that i get when i'm holding the baby that oh I kind of want one. Not now, but I want one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
she kind of gets that, and then Rod sees her from across the room, and there's that great moment, you know? Yes, that is a great moment. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of I both love... are acknowledging that their relationship is eventually going to go in that direction, but yes. they're not really comfortable talking about it yet. Oh, gosh. I love that look that Ron gives her. So and I think it's, you know, I think it's the kind of thing that we probably all do in a relationship. You know, you look at, you know, the person you're with and you think to yourself, what kind of parent will they be? And you kind of watch for how they deal with children and things like that. And so Hermione gets to see in this chapter that Ron is so wonderful with Max and then he watches her with Leo and it just, I just love it because it's something that I do too. I mean, I, you know, I look at how Ryan interacts with children. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a great father one day. And I love moments like that. They just, they just draw you into the fix so much because we all do that. So Yeah, they're so real. You know, we all look at whoever we're with and, you know, we look for the, you know, I mean, we all look for those kind of things. Like what kind of dad is he going to be? Yeah. You know, and it's nice to see them doing that. I really like the scene where Cho and Penny and Hermione are chatting. And I think they're chatting about um, Charlie's ears are red when he when she follows. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I just love, I just, I guess I love when women sit down and talk because they actually talk about things, you know. They don't just talk about air or sports or stupid crap. You know, they talk about deep stuff, and I love it. And I love that, that yeah. Hermione fits in with the Weasley women here. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like they notice things, like Hermione and Penelope, they just notice, they know that about the ears of the Weasleys, and I just love that they point that out. That is just, that's mm-hmm. priceless. <laughs> it's such a, it's a little girl conversation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. So good. I can't imagine us doing this with a boy here. You know, yeah, I think, girl chapters. Yeah. yeah. Um, These are very much girl chapters. So Ryan is very understanding and and fabulous towards he is. Girl. I mean, really, he is. He's probably one of the most sensitive like guys that I've ever met, which is great. Um, but you know, you still have, you know, there's still on some level you can't get quite the same discussion as you would, you know, with a girl. But <laughs> yeah. um, we're 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 saying a scene, and then all of us go, oh. <laughs> Although, you know, I did get him to watch I did get him to watch Pride and Prejudice and aside from not remembering who was who and asking me a million times, Who's that, who's that? I mean, he was pretty good, so Did he like it? If he I seriously yeah. want the two did he watch Sense and Sensibility? Uh no. Because I actually just got that movie not that long ago, so he hasn't seen it yet. He has to watch that one. It's such a good one. I love that movie. Okay, anyway. But anyway, I know that um, you guys have probably mentioned this on another episode, but um, I just have to mention, too, that I like where they take Cho's character in this in this fic. It's like she's not some mm-hmm. useless or she's not some jealous girl. I mean, she really yeah, has a great yeah. role here. She's she's very strong, and, um, you know, I kind of like that there's this little simmering thing going on between her and Charlie, that something is going on there. I think it's, you know, I appreciate oh, that. Oh, I, so. I feel that Cho has been recreated for this fic. Yeah. I mean... Canon Cho sucks compared to this. She show. does. After the end, Cho is very much Canon talks. You know, she's that she's kind of character. character. Yeah. Huh? So she's almost frigid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like her. I wouldn't like her if she's a real person. I would have been the girl like hating her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girl. Seriously, she angers me. I can't stand her. Oh, and, and Canon, yeah. Her and Umbridge make me want to throw, like, at, she's on the same level as Umbridge as far as I'm concerned. I've been known to throw books across the room. It's being real mad at Cho. Because I, mm-hmm. she's, 
she's such a manipulator, like in canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I don't like how she plays around with Harry. Such a victim. I hate people yeah. like that. I'm such a victim. Yeah. But like, she's saying I, that, and she's I, saying that to Harry of all people, and it's like you don't do that to Harry. <laughs> I know. Woe is my life. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, compare. Compare. Harry's <laughs> just like, whoa, I lost Cedric. Yeah. No. no, I was just thinking, it's like, yeah, she goes, she's like, whoa, with me, I lost Cedric. And yes, that's sad, but Harry watched him die, and he has no parents, and he has a dark lord, like, hell-bent on killing him. It's like, I don't feel bad for you, Joe. <laughs> I don't even like her name in canon. Like, at least Cho in this thing, it, like, fits her spunky personality. Yeah. I don't know. She seems like such a... Why need nasty bitch? Oh, Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I hate her. But I really like the pairing with Charlie. Like, you, we forget, I think, in canon that Cho is actually older than the trio. And I like that yeah. they put her with, with Charlie. Yeah, she's a year above, right? Mm-hmm. And a seeker. You know, in, in canon, she just kind of sighs a lot around. And, and <laughs> here, she's a tough, a tough broad. Yeah, but um, okay. Well, let's keep going. So then I um the next I think the next great scene we have is when Bill and Bill and Charlie start to tease Hermione. <laughs> I love Ginny. I love Ginny in this scene. Yeah. Well, Ginny of course is very angry because Harry isn't here. So Charlie has gotten yeah. her bad side, and yeah. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, it's so funny, and I knew. This is one of my favorite observations. I haven't scarred is one of Harry's line, uh, Charlie's lines. Let me try to get people right. Um, two and a half years, Miss Charlie. That's a long time. I've never had that girlfriend that long. Charles ahead of us, William. It would seem so, Charles. <laughs> you know. Well, I just it's, like the Ginny. Ginny's just like they've been dating for two and a half years. Blah 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 blah. And then like Charlie, you know, asks, "Where is Harry?" And Jimmy goes, and you can't ask Harry anything, Charlie, you horrible idiot, because he's at Azkaban on a dragon where you put him and, like, slams the door. And Charlie doesn't even get offended. He's just like, wow, she looks like mom. <laughs> she used to be <laughs> She used to be so cute. Sweetest little kid in the world. And then he goes, mm, These are great cookies. And Jenny's like, I made them, and you better save them for Harry. <laughs> I, love I love it. I really like the interaction with, with Jenny and her brothers. We never see it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the older brothers. You never see that. Right. And, and when we do see it, it's usually like them being like another Arthur or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see them have their own characters and not serving the function that one of the other characters could serve, you know? Right. Kind of nice. All right. So they keep teasing her. But she holds her own pretty good, considering she has their siblings and she doesn't know how to deal with that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I think the next thing that stands out for me is when they're asking her about the thinking. And, you know, she readily admits that she's not good at it. Um it's not something that she's strong at. And, um, you know, Bill's interested in it because, you know, he's really a lot, he's pretty intellectual like Percy was. So, um, you know, that kind of, I think, is a good little interchange between her and Bill. I really like that Bill is so interested. Yeah, yeah. We forget that Bill is smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is, I mean, he's, 
he's a curse breaker. He's he's yeah. The two of them really have a lot of similarities. Well, you know, and in a lot of things, he kind of gets reduced to like a testosterone machine. Like because <laughs> he has long hair, the earring. <laughs> he's, you know, he's the got long hair and the earring, and they always put him so, in leather. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, let's put him in leather and dragon skin, and he's always got two or three women <laughs> all over him. And <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice to see Pill have some personality. Here, here. Elbows, yeah. and yeah, I give you kudos to that. And also, Absolutely. you have to get, I mean, Charlie kind of serves the role as testosterone machine in this. Like, you know, he's always running around with no clothes on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I still like how. <laughs> I'm working on that one, Jen. <laughs> I promise. Oh, okay. it will be. After I get off the pain medication, I don't trust myself to write. Because oh, when no, I... Okay, this is a bit off t- topic here, but, like, when I take pain medication, I've been on it a couple of times, it always turns into, like, smut. Like, whatever I'm writing, this turns <laughs> into <laughs> that really awful blood feed. Just post it in the adult section. It'll be fine. There <laughs> you go. All right. I'm a smut whore. That's <laughs> no, <it's> okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, so then they go outside. Is this where Ron and Ron sneaks? I don't know what happens. This is what happens? this is like yeah. This is the big this is the big moment I think with Ron and Hermione where they make the decision. <laughs> Can I big say yeah. Ron's line? I bloody missed you every day, like hell. Oh, I I love it when Ron talks like a man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so Clint Eastwood in the good, the bad, the ugly right here. You know, <laughs> he's like alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> alpha male. Imagining him like thrusting his pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. you're awful. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. You do okay. have a dirty horish mind. Oh, no idea. Good gracious. Your mind went there, but I didn't say that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll admit it's one of my better qualities. Reading it again too, it's like. I love how it says, Hermione knew she'd be bruised in an hour. She didn't care. She could fix it with a charm. I just love lines like that. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. I just started dialogue here. I just remember going sigh after sigh after sigh. Mm-hmm. You know, from her going, you're so handsome. You know, and I and I love, she's she just so, I find you so attractive. Like, I don't know about y'all, but... I can only remember, like, one time or something where James and I were this open with each other, verbally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what how couples actually act, but this is good stuff. Middle <laughs> <laughs> of the world, take notes. <laughs> no, Danielle, oh. what were you going to say? Oh, no, it's, uh, I think it's great, too, because, I don't know, do you two get the impression that from, um, you know, when you read canon, I mean, do you picture Ron as, like, this very attractive person? I mean, he seems kind of geeky and, like, <laughs> and freckles and the long nose. I mean, and so I love that, to me, this moment is her saying, you are so attractive to me. Like, and that's what matters, is that mm-hmm. she is just so, she is just so head over heels, and it's just, I love it. I don't know. Like, to me, Ron is the male version of Hermione in this 
thick, like Hermione's Barbie, and Ron is this manly hunk of a sexy guy. <laughs> and I I know that it's just from the descriptions. Like I I don't think they actually describe Ron all that much. I mean, we know what Harry looks like. He's awkward and yeah. and lovely, and he's got pretty eyes, and he's handsome, and you know we sigh through Jenny, but you know, and Jenny seems beautiful and all this stuff because we see it through. Harry's eyes. You know, we see all these people through people through the eyes of who they love, who love them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So when I read it, I look at Ron through Hermione's eyes, and I see the handsome image of Ron. You know, I don't see gawky, yeah. long, you know, red hair, freckled Ron. I see manly man, sexy Ron. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, good. We all see the people we love differently than everybody else in the world does. That's the beauty of being in love. Well, you how know? brave do y'all think it was of her to say, I want you. I'm ready, and I can't wait. And he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go now. <laughs> and she's like, no, not even. <laughs> and he's like, none of my mom's on the other side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I burst out laughing every time I read that. I think it's no, hysterical. It, it kind of strikes me as like it's sweet. I'm sure she wasn't thinking of this way, but to say that to an 18 year old boy, oh my god, that's bordering on cruel. Like, I find you incredibly attractive. I want you. I want to have sex with you, but you're gonna to have to wait like three yeah. hours. Which <laughs> is <just> not now. <laughs> The definition of a woman, the tease. I love it. It's like, what, it's like ready, set, wait. I don't know. I love it, though. I can't imagine the story without scenes like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, I try to think of art my first time, you know, and it was not, it was not like that at all. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I don't know what everybody else's first time is like, but there was none of this really romantic crap going on. Yeah, that's the thing is like this is like this is a really this is a really ideal situation. Um, I don't know, but um, I like it too because it's just oh the I don't know I don't know how else to say it, but like the heat between the two of them is just so you can just. Feel it, and that's incredible quality. It's awesome. Yeah, like the quality of the writing is just incredible because to be able to feel that that much, I just you know you don't get that I think a lot, especially you know with fan fiction. I don't think, but well, this is a good question to ask an author. Then, when I don't know how many smutty scenes you've written, and I don't consider the smut per se. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I wonder how much of this they've pulled from person like experience or how much of it do you know what I mean or how much yeah. was just like watching Buffy or something and getting right <laughs> you know well, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean though yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think it varies from author to author but I know when I was writing about Lillian James's first kiss and with all my love that is pretty well an experience that I've had I mean a oh, lot of the of how, you know, the the, the dialogue went. And, you know, you try to get a, 
sweet but awkward was I was going for. I, I go, I think a lot of authors when we write somebody or, you know, love things, um, it's more of, I want to give you a feeling, I want to give you an impression versus more of a XYZ breakdown of what happened, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, they're trying to get across the feeling of the first time right. as opposed to this is how it actually happened. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. The feeling that that portrays. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really want to read, like, the ins and outs of the first time. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't be as, I don't know, it wouldn't have that same feeling to me. It would be, at that point, okay, do I really need to read this because I know what they're feeling? So I just like this scene yeah. here because we 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 know from this how it was. I mean, we don't need to see it, so. Like well, that. and, you know, the other thing of it is, is when you start to get too autobiographical when you write, it bricks it just breaks with reality. Like, I can tell as a beta reader when an author is writing pretty much autobiographically about a situation they've gone through. And I know I've talked to Jen about this, just um, that, other things, but it, it just it doesn't work, you know? Because if you're taking a, ex, a situation that actually happened in real life and you're trying to translate it to a different universe, you just can't do it, you know? Because yeah. it's too real. So you, you have to have a certain level of... The, the readers have to be able to sit there to disbelieve long enough for it to work. So, well, speeding things on just a bit and moving on, we get to um, we get to Harry and Mick and in them, and how many people here noticed that Mick and Rose, Secretary Privy Rose K Brown, got married? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They got hitched. I didn't read. I don't think I got it the first. I don't know eight times I read it, but I got it this time. I just love it because he's like, he's like, I've been married for two freaking days. She's already going to kill me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. What else? What did y'all like about, what did y'all like about this part? See, or this dislike? for me was like, this was the part for me where I'm like, okay, I know Harry's miserable. His job sucks. I don't want to read about it because <laughs> I wanted to get to him in the borough. I wanted him to be happy again, but, um. But then he gets to the borough and he yeah. has to be like, he makes Charlie leave, you know, he gives yeah. the bad news, and he's yeah. so, he's so upset, and yeah. feels so bad, and you know, and they start that game, and it's like, I don't know, but when I read it, it's like this, I know that something is wrong, and they're yeah. playing these games, and yet something is so seriously off, Yeah, you know, Jenny disappears, and Harry thinks it's him, and I'm sorry, Jenny kills me every time. Uh, yeah. I think this is like just for me one of the most heartbreaking moments because uh, I I I just can't even imagine having to go through that first holiday on a major holiday where you're with all your family and there's that one glaring open chair where someone should be and it just I can't even imagine going through it and yeah, she is just she just breaks my heart in this in this scene. One of the brilliant things about this is um, the scene here where Jenny breaks down. Is it so real? Because, you know, when you're dealing with grief, it hits you at weird points, you know? Yeah. And sometimes the full weight of it really doesn't hit you until something like this, you know? Yeah. And I think it's true, yeah. The off switch. It's like the burrow. Somebody turned the off switch off, you know? Mm -hmm. And it got quiet. And yeah. and you're just like, oh my god, 
you know, she blurts it out, you know, he's not coming back, and everyone just stops talking. Yeah. And everyone is just, I mean, what would you say? I mean, everyone just suddenly remembers that Percy's dead, and everyone is just suddenly in their own grief. And yet, at the same time, no one can believe that Jenny hasn't worked through this yet. And they all just kind of, I can just picture them all, like, in the kitchen just staring at each other and, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And isn't it nice how Harry has no idea what to do with her, but he's there. You know? I love it. He's actually, Yeah, I mean, I think he actually, in a way, I think it says at some point something like new instincts kick in for him, and he just kind of goes with what he's doing. And I don't know, you kind of see Harry change a little bit in this. Like, he kind of knows what he's supposed to do on some level. I mean... He's still yeah. very unsure, and he's still kind of scared, like, am I doing this to her? But then he realizes he's not. And then, But, you know, I love that he keeps his arm around her, and he said even though he felt odd in front of Mrs. Weasley, like, <laughs> he, kissed her on the, he kissed her on the forehead. And, you know, that's sweet. I mean, you see yeah. Harry kind of kind of getting a little oh, bit more sigh. comfortable. Oh, sigh. When he kisses her. Yeah. Oh, sigh. I know. It's yeah. just precious. You know, I, don't, I think that all the guys in the world out here, need to listen to the sex comment because I don't think that they realize how it's the little things that they do that are so much more precious to us than the big things that they do. Like, you could do all the grand gestures in the world to impress me, and that would be fine. But I really just want somebody that's going to know when to hold my hand. Exactly. That's exactly it, yeah. You know, and the the gesture, the kissing on the forehead, you know, that's very soothing. That's very, you know... Oh, my heart melted just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, and then Max comes up. Or, although you know, first we have, I think yeah, what sorry, happens first, right, is that um, Penelope Penelope brings down the baby. Um, and I I love that. Like, she, she brings down Percy's son and hands him to Ginny, and it calms her down. And she just yeah. is able to feel some level of peace because, it, you know, the babies are so pure and they, they don't have any pain in them that she just holds them and it's just comforting to her. And I love that concept, you know, for the healer, that the baby is just so soothing to her. Yeah, it's very much a circle of life, life yeah. moment, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, and it's like to a certain extent, you know, I think, I know I'm kind of that way, you know. I could be feeling down on the dumps about it. You put a baby in my hands, I'm gravy, you know. <laughs> My life doesn't suck. I've got a baby in my arms. But I, yeah. I'm such a sucker for babies. But, um, you know. And don't you just have this picture in your head of this, like, adorable little red-headed baby? Oh, yes. You know, it's got to be the cutest thing ever. <laughs> they're yeah, all walking around with, the, like, little photographs of him. And nobody has done a fan art sketch of Leo Weasley. And that's a crime. Some of these do a fan art sketch of Leo Weasley. I just like I just really like the picture it makes with Harry holding Jenny holding the baby. Yeah. And Ron's like I look towards him, you know. I love it. And I think yeah. Harry is starting it's things like this that yes, it puts Harry probably a little faster than he's expecting to go, you know, with their relationship being so open in front of the family and blah 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 blah. But at the same time he's not backing away from it. And I think that's such a huge step. For Harry, it is mm-hmm. to not just run away. You you have that moment where Harry looks at Ginny holding the baby, and all he thinks is it's very natural. And his mind 
wonders too about, you know, down the road, will this be him and Ginny with their baby? You know, I think part of him thinks that. And so you have that again. Um, and it, that to me is just so great because Harry's finally maybe thinking that he'll have this great future for him. You know, it's not Harry, I have to save the world. It's Harry, I want to have a baby with Ginny. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I like that. Harry being able to think in terms of thinking past, you know, am I going to live to see tomorrow? To right. what would I like tomorrow to be like? You know? Mm-hmm. So all this kind of leads to Jenny having to tell the family about being a healer. Right. Which, and then which would be kind of daunting. <laughs> Seems to me like, you know, you've got like 20 odd of the best wizards in the wizarding world <laughs> kind of now assembled all around you. <laughs> and <laughs> you have to explain to them. You know, I'm no longer, I'm your baby sister still, but um, I'm your baby sister with a really, really rare talent. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> and I definitely um, watched them work through that. I definitely mm-hmm. felt for Ginny in this scene. I mean, and like, my my personal example that I'll tell you is nothing on the same level as hers, but like, when I graduated college, everyone <laughs> expected that I would go get my master's degree and then I'd get a PhD because that's what I thought I was going to do. So when I had to turn around and tell them, yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to be a pastry chef. I mean, I was terrified to tell them because I thought that, like, they would be so disappointed. And I'm sure, like, you know, again, it's not, like, really the same at all. But when you have to tell your family something huge, it's like, okay, how are yeah. they going to react? <laughs> yeah. Like when yeah, you get exactly. married. Yeah. I yeah. can't even imagine my fear. Like, and for Chris, my birthday is in January. I mean, and so it's right after Christmas. And so I remember James coming to my house and giving me my birthday present, and it was a birthstone ring. It, you know, it wasn't an engagement or it wasn't anything. It was just a garnet. And mother, like, from the kitchen is, like, screechy. That's not an engagement ring, is it? You're too young to be engaged. Like, it's completely flipped out. And I, you know, it kind of made me angry because it was an engagement ring. It wasn't, you know, and she was freaking out over it anyway. So, I don't know. I I know how hard it can be to tell your family stuff. Yeah. So, I I really admired her. Yeah. In this case, you would think that, like, they'd be insanely proud of her. I mean, she's just got this incredible gift and, you know. Yeah, but she's a target now. And they all, I mean, we have to remember, this is still... Very immediate post-war. Mm, I mean, true. and I'm sure that they still have. I mean, no matter what you go through, you still get, you still have that mentality for a long time, you know. And they probably their first reaction was, "Oh my gosh, we're going to have to keep her safe. We're going to have to keep her mm-hmm. away and hidden." And you know, they don't think about. I mean, that's their initial reactions. Probably would be mine too. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, um, I. I think Ginny, a lot of times, maybe her one weakness is she mistakes their fear of her getting hurt for them treating her like a child. And it's really not really treating her like a child. I mean, but when you're a loved one, you obviously are going to be worried about your safety. And, and you know, she, I think she needs to, to separate them being overprotective to them just being reasonably worried about her. Because I think in this scene, to me, they're not treating her like a child, but that's how she sees it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? I think that's very much a trademark of just how young Jay is, you know? Um, you We forget sometimes what it's like to be 16, and she's trying to assert her independence, you know? I mean, yeah. she's, doubly, she's got it double against her. 
the, yeah. that feeling of being young and, and less. Can you imagine? Like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I have one sister, and I'm the oldest and by, like, almost three years. And I remember having bedtime, and I, I would get to go to bed, you know, 30 minutes after her. And can you imagine, like, setting up something like that with the Weasleys, like, Charlie, <laughs> I mean, Jenny goes to bed first, and then, you know, I just can't even imagine the fights that they must have had. Well, I, you know, I don't know. My, my family is very much, my extended family is very much the Weasleys. My dad has seven brothers and sisters. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's I have a lot of aunts family. and uncles and a lot of cousins, and, you know, I just, Every time I read about the Weasleys, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so my aunts and my uncles and my dad, you know, <laughs> and um, it's just funny because, you know, Jenny Weasley is very much like my youngest aunt sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's still yeah. trying to, to make sure everybody knows that she's not just a baby anymore. She's, she's got a college degree now, you know, <laughs> yep. she's a big girl, <laughs> you know, it's just funny. I think Bill's reaction is the most interesting. By the way, mm, and I don't know why. Curious. Yeah. He's really curious. Oh, we're going to talk about this. I'm sorry. Communication is making this really hard for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> you poor Jenny. <Jenny's. laughs> and Jenny says, you know, um, actually, I kind of have an idea of what I want to do with it. And then all takes loose. Like, you know, she's like, I think I want to work on the Dementors of Azkaban. And Harry loses it. And everybody else loses it. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I love it when Harry loses it, though. Like, it's okay when Harry's concerned for some reason, but when her family's concerned, it just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because it's, it's sweet when Harry does it. It's annoying when everybody else does it. I kind of actually get a little bit upset with Jenny for being mad when Harry gets mad. Because it's like, you know, she's always yelling at him for about taking risks. She kind of right. expects that it's a two-way street, you know? Right. Yeah, I think it's her thinking, oh, he's not seeing me for what I am. Or like she, A lot of what Jenny has, because she's the youngest of, of, you know, all her family, is that she gets treated like a child or she's not allowed to grow up. And I think she confuses Harry's concern for that because he doesn't see her as less than what she is. I mean, he's in awe of her, but he, you know, he loves her. He doesn't want her to get hurt. And I think he's yeah. absolutely right. He's absolutely right to want to hold her back from that because... It just seems at this point in the story she's really not ready to handle the dragons, but I don't know. No, I don't think she is. And I think that we're, I mean, that point gets proven pretty dramatically during the next yeah, chapter. Later this on. I'm not going to go anymore, but, um, it, 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 you know, she's has a right to be concerned. And, and I think everybody has a right to be concerned at this point. Yeah. She's too busy so, asserting herself to see what's really going on. So what happens <laughs> after that? We have have her do her healing on Max, and he runs out, and then he runs back in. I just love that Mrs. Weasley just does the Petrificus Totalis on Max without even blinking. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I've done this before. He'll be fine. (laughs) You know, she's had it with him. She doesn't want to listen to him anymore. She just, like, petrifies him. It's like, okay, we'll deal with you later. I just really, Max made me really feel for him here. You know, where he's telling Harry, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When he's 
when he's telling, telling Harry, you, might, you know, I bet you, I bet, I don't know if you said, I bet you did cry or you didn't cry when, when your parents I think you said you didn't cry. Yeah, didn't, right. Yeah, and you didn't, yeah. And they describe, you know, his pain is so raw. And Jimmy is just like, didn't you? Didn't you cry? And he's just like, once. And, like, the poor guy's chest is heaving and his lip is trembling. And it's so hard. And I don't know what exactly Healer does, but to me it's like you have to relive through all of the feelings to work through them. Like they kind of help you in a way that a psychologist does where they make you talk through issues and things that you're not ready to face. Like in a way, I think the healer, she can just reach in and grab those feelings and bring them to the surface for you to make you look at them. And, 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 And in doing so, it's easier to get through it the second time where you can move past it. Like that's kind of how I, I define the healer, what they do sort of in a way. And it just makes me so sad that he, and, you know, he asks, can can we stop now? You you know, and it's just, it's poor, poor kid. I mean, I just start crying whenever this, when, you know, and he runs outside and it's really tragic and I feel for him. And like Ron, as much as I love him, I feel like Ron was completely tactless in this scene. You know, he goes out there, and I know it's cold, and, like, he goes after him. But instead of feeling sympathy for him, yeah, he's kind of acting like a jerk. But, guys, what – I mean, he just, like, went through – he just almost relived the feeling of his parents dying. And Ron is just like, stupid kid, bring him – you know, I don't know. They stick him upstairs. I mean, Molly grounds him in in a. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't think that Ron has much patience for anybody talking to Harry, the way that Max talks to Harry. You know, it's kind of presumptuous so. to say to the boy who lived, you know, <laughs> that you never cried. You know, I, I don't. But he's like seven, and that and yeah. he, that's how he dealt with it. I don't know. For the, I don't know. For the first time, I thought it, that it was everybody just acted a little tactless. Like it could have been so much more bad. And but I guess maybe they thought that with Jenny, you know, it was already dramatic enough. I yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. I, I think I think this is actually a better way to play the scene dramatically because you know. He's not really opened up to anybody. It just seems like kind of weird for him to come out and even mention it at all, really. Because he hasn't opened up to anybody just yet. So I think maybe this is kind of a tea part, just something where Arabella and Zenia, Max got away from them. So they kind of had to corral him back in um, to where he was supposed to be in the chapter. I think that might possibly be it. Like, he ran away with the scene that he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> you have to ask them, but that's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're, I guess I can see that, too, yeah. So, so. next part that I really want to talk about, <laughs> Sirius' Christmas present. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have to say that I think this is one of the reasons I just love Sirius so much is that you have this guy who went through hell and back again in Azkaban. I mean, he was, like, such a shattered person from that experience. And then you give him a flying motorcycle and he is 17 again. He is so excited. I just love how he goes from being that kind of scary person that he was in Azkaban. And now he's just so 
again. I I, I love yeah. that part of his character. Yeah, I've always seen I've always seen Sirius though as sort of bipolar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, or manic. Well, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it, and even more so in this fic, but but yeah, it's so yeah. He he switches back and forth like really easy. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Liz and I were just having a conversation the other day about about Sirius. He's not a very I mean, even in canon, he's not the most mentally stable yeah. character. You know, he's just right. not. A mentally stable person doesn't... I mean, I understand he's trying to get to Harry, but you, you just don't break into the Gryffindor Cobbard room and tear the fat lace lady into pieces. <laughs> and, you know, I, yep. I just... I always forget that he did that, and I'm always like, what were you thinking? What were you doing? That's horrible. I know, that's not a good way to convince someone you're not the crazy murderer they think you are. Well, especially, you know, we read scenes like that scene where Ginny and Harry, you know, go into the Gryffindor room after Ginny, you know, admits, you know, that's how I see us in the future, you know, and Harry's just shocked. And they go to the Gryffindor room and and they stand there and, and, you, and the, it talks about how they just feel the years and years of heroes and bravery. And I'm just like, I don't think Sirius had that feeling <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Oh, but I also thought that this scene when Harry, when Sirius gets this motorbike, it it reminds me of Toodles finding his marbles from Hook. Oh, like Sirius yeah. found his happy thought. Oh, <laughs> you know, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I do too, but. I just keep waiting for him to fly or something because he found him happy. <laughs> well, he really seems like he's happy enough. That's for sure. <laughs> he, he's very happy. I, yeah. I don't know. I. It was nice. That, it was a good thought on their part. I think to bring it back. It's very nostalgic and a fandom since you know too. You know, it's one of those things that we love about Sirius and proud of how he gets his sexy reputation. He's driving around with this. Flying motorcycle, you know, and the- I want to know the story behind this stupid motorcycle. Like, where did he get it? Why <laughs> does he have it? Why is it so special? I mean, seriously, yeah. because compared to like all the wizards on a broomstick, he's got to look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I, I you you get the impression that there's not a lot of wizards out there with flying enchanted motor vehicles. So that is a good question, you know, like where where did he get it? Why does he care? And I have a feeling that we're going to we're going to learn more about the motorbike in the seventh book. Well, we finally, 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 finally get to see Ron and Hermione start getting sexy, and <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry is like <laughs> they need to get a room. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: Did you notice that? Harry says that, and all that they're doing is looking at each other. Like, how badly must have they been looking at each other if he's like, God, get around. <laughs> Harry must be just pulling a Mac here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he's still innocent. <laughs> oh, I love how he's, um, you know, she's convinced him that he needs to go upstairs with her because Mom and Hermione are, you know, at the other house. And um, he's like, should I step up the stairs to make your parents think I'm going up to Ron's room? <laughs> you know, this reminds me of speaking out of my house. 
when I was younger, you know, <laughs> memorizing where the floor squeaked. You know? <laughs> I was a sneaky little sh- as a teenager, let me tell you. So, yeah, it's, I thought it was funny. And then all came when to them. Oh my god, how awkward would that be? <laughs> Here they are. They're gonna spend the night. They're not gonna do anything. They're gonna sleep together and do not be friends with them. She's like, I'll just tell them you're fighting. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh gosh. Well, I really like the scene where, um, where you know Harry. I mean, Hermione has told Harry to go apologize. <laughs> and such a guy, and like. She's like, why are you apologizing? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just don't want you angry with me anymore. Like, for someone who has a husband, and I'm, I don't know how Danielle, you and Ryan fight, and she, I don't know. You're, are you single? Are you with someone? I'm single right now. I'm sort of waiting on well, somebody. <laughs> you know, when you when you fight, like I don't know about y'all, but this is how my husband apologizes. And it drives me crazy because I'm always like, why are you sorry? What for? And he's just like, I am just sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I, I know that, like, I can speak from personal experience. Ryan doesn't do that. And I think that's a good thing because, I don't know, like, we don't have that aspect to our relationship where we don't really even fight a lot, which is, like, people don't believe us, but we don't. And, um, but, like, if he... If he doesn't have anything to be sorry about, he's not going to come crawling to me and be like, I'm sorry, because he'll just be like, what, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Mostly, and it's not really arguments. James and I really don't fight, but we we get into, I don't know, I get indignant about something or something, you know, and so I don't, you know, but anyway, I, and, I, he'll, I, and I'll be like, <laughs> he'll be, why are you mad? And I'll say, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, which just irks him to death. You should hear him talk about it. <laughs> it's so funny. That's such a that's such a thing that I would do too. Is I would really like have a relationship with somebody. For some reason, I I try to do this as much as I did when I was younger, but I I have to get over. I have to remind myself sometimes that like the person I'm with doesn't automatically know what I'm thinking. Sometimes right. <laughs> I just get frustrated because it's like you should just. Know what you're doing that's annoying me. <laughs> I know. It's so obvious to me. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bad thought for that pattern to get into, but I get into it sometimes. So I love how um I love how the scene starts off with with Ginny like like you said he apologized to her and she's like all right I'm just gonna go to bed like she starts walking to bed and he's like no you don't just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then so finally, like, it turns into that wonderful scene on the stairs, and yeah, I, I just love that. Well, I'm like, I don't know about you, but I was having a one. yes, Harry is acting like he has cojones. Yay, he's acting like a man. Hallelujah, praise Jesus, early God. <laughs> like, I, can, I love Harry's reaction to finding out what Ron and Hermione are doing. I know. And he has the mental images in his head. <laughs> he's not he's neither pleased nor angry. He's just yeah. extremely disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then so Ginny Ginny mentions the soundproofing charms and he's like, Oh my god <laughs> He's like, No. 
and yet at the same time, I think if he even just took that thought just a little bit further and thought about him and Jenny, he wouldn't right. have such a reaction. But because it's his brother and his sister, he's just like, oh my god. <laughs> he's yeah. angry. Uh, this is the best line though. Jenny is uh, talking to him. She goes, "Just go to home, all right. You'd rather not. I promise." But Harry stopped. Light switched on his brain. Oh, oh, really? Yes. So don't go home. No, no, I won't. Ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that is so funny. Ever again. You know, and I wish they don't ever show Harry's reaction to looking at Ron and Hermione afterwards. Like, I don't know, but if I knew that my two best friends or, you know, my family just had sex, I would be, like, staring at them, trying to see if something was different. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But Harry doesn't. Like, he just, he's grown up enough to know that they're going to do that, and he's going to just absolutely avoid it. <laughs> I also think that's kind of very much a girl thing. Like, guys would just rather so. not know. But, like, girls are always like, oh, they've had sex. I can so tell. We're <laughs> 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 we'll making stuff up. She's smiling. She never smiles in the morning. She must have had That was perfect. I know. The way you said that was so perfect. <laughs> I think I've been the girl that said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's guilty. I also want to see a scene somewhere where Ron is telling her Harry about it. Like the guy talk. Like the guy talk? I'm such a girl. I can't imagine having a sex talk from a guy's point of view. You know? I know. I've I've always been one of those extremely open girls with my girlfriends. Like, we all kind of had sex around the same time. And I remember all of us just, like, sitting down on numerous occasions and being like, oh, have you tried this? And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, here's... And then I would ask James, I'm like, so what do y'all talk about? You know, we talked about this and this. Because, you know, I don't hide anything. I have no sense of decorum. And he, he he is just like, I don't talk to people. You talk to people about our sex? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know everybody. He's like, no. Guys just don't talk about it. And I was like, no. True, what about the stereotypes? Boys, they talk. That's what they do. You know, you talk to each other in the bathroom or whatever. He goes, no, that's girls. And I was like, huh. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just one of those random smut whores. I don't know. So- I, I seriously think girls talk about sex more than guys do. I, I really I do. So. I think guys think about it more, but girls talk about it more. You know? I, I think that's, that's a perfect, perfect way. You know, because we're about. very, I don't know, we're very open with each other. I mean, most girls are yeah. about things. I would have loved to see a scene between the two of them and Harry being somewhat interested and yet somewhat weirded. <laughs> And Ron just needing someone to talk to about it and gush and, oh, it was great and blah, blah, you know. I mean, you know, I, I think it's funny. I don't think that Ron would need somebody to gush about, you know. Maybe not. Maybe I not. Think, well, I think would more so. I think it would be more likely to, to, to get a conversation about from Hermione talking to Jenny. Well, they have that. conversation would be much more likely. I wonder if it would be different for Ron and Harry if they were with, different people. Like, I'm wondering if it was awkward for Ron because he's yeah. with Hermione, and he knows how Harry knows about Hermione. Like, he knows that he's, you know, they're like brother and sister, so I'm wondering if he's thinking to himself, well, Harry probably doesn't want to hear this, whereas if it was, like, 
he was in Bones, maybe he wouldn't care. He would talk about it, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that yeah. I guess has so. something to do with it. <laughs> I love, I love this. I love that after the end is very honest. In yeah. A way. In a way, I like how I put that. She, um, I mean, they, they, they're something who they tend to, you know, romanticize Hermione's transformation. Modern Hermione's first time, this great glorious build-up, as opposed to a very hurried being in the backseat of a car or something. But you know, it's uh, I don't think they're very honest about. It. I think they have feelings down very well. Sometimes the actual situations are glorified. Right. So that very <laughs> much. Sorry, I've been talking to Brian. <laughs> oh my god! I keep forgetting that he's listening. <laughs> You have to rediscuss the whole chapter because none of that is appropriate. <laughs> well, he keeps he comes in and listens and then he he goes away, I think. But he um I go, Are you listening now? And he goes, Nope and he goes, Do I even want to know? And I say, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um So are we done are with we, the chapter? Are we done? I think okay. we are. We got to do two very girly and mushy chapters, and that was really fun. So, you know, it was fun to do it with y'all. No, it was. It was fun to be here. I finished three Gatorade bottles. I feel so excited. <laughs> I have to say that I'm I'm more surprised that she has made it through this because I think I'd be like asleep for six hours straight. <laughs> I don't think I'd be. I I seriously slept through all my classes this morning. <laughs> I emailed my professors, and I was like, I'm sorry, I have motto. Here's my homework. They're all like, oh, God, don't die. Still. So that was nice. And, um, yeah, so, but thank you all for having me and letting me participate, even though I'm pretty sure my voice is not the most pleasant thing to listen to right now. No, I want to thank Lady Chief for being here when she's so, so sick, and she did a lovely job, and you don't sound like poo or anything. You sound great. <laughs> and and Danielle, thank you so much. I hope, I don't know, both of you, I just feel like I need to apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to get so out of hand, and that I am just hoping that I didn't frighten either of you. With oh, no. Topic. I think it was a good girl chat. I think um, we're going to get some response from some of the guys on the forum. If Max makes it all the way through this episode, we're going to have to give him, like, a cookie or something. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even have to give him, like, a tranquilizer. (laughs) Thank Danielle and thank Lady T um, for doing this podcast. And I hope that everyone else enjoyed the all-girl chat as we have enjoyed it. I've seriously had a very good time tonight with you girls. I think that a lot of people are going to laugh with us. And I think that we've done a really interesting podcast. You know, I don't think there are any dull moments in it at all. And I'm very, I'm actually really proud and thrilled with this podcast. We had a lot of laughs along the way, which was excellent. And um, I think since we have a lot of female listeners, they'll definitely, definitely appreciate it. To the men, we apologize. Please don't run away. (laughs) 
I I just want to say that I feel so close to you two right now. I'm giving you cyber hugs. We have a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why y'all, y'all have to come to New York so you can all hang out with me. Oh, Daniel, I'm oh, so, so, so excited about that. I can't afford it. <laughs> I wish I could go. The next summit meeting's going to have to be in the Midwest somewhere. Because <laughs> I can't save money. <laughs> I'm terribly bad at it. But, um, yeah. Well, we will talk about it. We'll talk about it as it, as it gets closer, and we'll try to make yeah. it work for everybody. We'll yeah. see what we can do. Oh, well, good night, everybody, and goodbye, podcast. <laughs> good night, goodbye, everybody. Hi, y'all. This is Julie from the forum again, and I have a comment about um, something that Ryan and Keith said about something that I said in the forum. If that that makes sense. Um, this is about Remus and uh, Harry and Ginny in chapter twenty-six. Uh, I want to clarify that I don't think that Remus is being a jerk. Just to be a jerk. I understand why he's keeping them apart. I just am frustrated, I guess, for Harry, and Harry more so than I am for Ginny, because the relationship there is it's different. We have Remus as Ginny's teacher, and Remus as Harry, what? I'm not sure exactly if that, if that makes sense. And I think that part of my deal is, I guess, is that um, Remus is just bearing the brunt of my frustration in general that Harry doesn't seem to have an adult to talk to. Ron has Sirius, Hermione had, had Delia, Ginny has Remus, and Harry doesn't really have anybody um, yet because he and Sirius haven't really gotten into anything yet. And so I think that maybe it's just me being frustrated, and that's why I said that. Anyway, I'm enjoying the show, and thanks. For April 14, 2007, this is episode 8.5 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends, y'all. <laughs> That's awful. I way through my mouth. I was laughing. You did excellent. Is that how you really sound? If you'd like to contact Potterfic Weekly, you can call 781-352-0643 and leave us a voicemail. You can contact us using the Gizmo Project at username Potterfic Weekly, or you can email Ryan, Jen, Rinna, Mac, Lady G, or Danielle at their names at PotterficWeekly.com. Visit PotterficWeekly.com and click on the contact page for more information.